Pop the top on the whole jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's ales and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on in Tasting micro brews from Texas towns, stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So it's it's nice to be back in the hot tub, guys. So yesterday we did an episode, but we were not in the hot tub. Yesterday, oh, well, if yeah, you were in Houston area yesterday. It stormed like a motherfucker yesterday. Yeah. Yes. And so we had Project Halo coming, but we sat inside. But now we've got Bad Astronaut in the building, and we're in the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome, Howdy. guys. Thank you. Howdy. So we got Rocky and Zach. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. There we go. Rocky and Zach in the hot tub. Uh, tell us both your roles there at uh, Bad Astronaut. Uh, my name's Rocky. I'm a, a brewmaster and co-founder of uh, Bad Astronaut Brewing Company. I handle all the uh, brewing and packaging. My name is Zach. I run the marketing. Um, just idea guy all around. Do shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, uh, keep Rocky uh, in line. Event coordinator slash yeah. uh, marketing slash keep me in line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is actually yeah, quite necessary. Yeah, yeah. And so we're we're starting out with one of your beers, and these are one of your core beers, correct? That are going to be yeah, out of the marketplace. Uh, go out to craft beer bars. We could pick up a, a can of this. Just cruising through Hellas Lager. Yep. Now, Rocky, you confessed to me earlier that you're a lager drinker. Yeah. This is the one that you're going to crush all day long, correct? Yeah. I mean, uh, Hellas is just an easy drinking style. Uh, it's light, uh, moderately low bitterness, 16 BUs, um, uh, super clean. Um, uh, and yeah, use Augustine or yeast, which Augustine or Hells is like my favorite Hells in the world. So, uh, uh just kind of went down that path and, uh, yeah, I love this beer. It's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. So before we get too deep into this beer, tell us the story of Bad Astronaut. Like how did this, how did this brewery come to be? What's the story behind the name? So, um, uh, the brewery came to be when, uh, I had the partner, Chris asked if, uh, uh we had, we had an opportunity to start it. Um, uh, with an investor, and he asked if I had any interest in uh, becoming the brewmaster. So, uh, you know, it, it's a scary concept starting your own business, but said yes. And about a year ago, uh, or a little over a year ago, we started the build out, and then uh, been brewing since August. And the name uh, came after, I think, well, it's probably a conversation involving beers, but, um, uh, you know, it was just naming a brewery is kind of tough. Uh, and that was uh, in the line. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. No, I, it's fair. <laughs> Come, yeah, caught me by surprise too. I was like, ah, well, here we go. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, no, the name came um, when uh, just kind of like thinking of uh, you know naming a naming a place. You kind of have to think about like, is it easy? Is it approachable? Is it uh, what, what's you know? We wanted to go space theme because originally because you know Houston everything like that. But then 
that astronaut came to be, and then we kind of went in a great direction where it's uh, um, uh, we got to create this character, right, uh, of an astronaut, which is synonymous with like Houston, and then uh, uh, also just kind of uh, work shy astronaut, if you will, where uh, they're kind of doing everything except their job, essentially. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, basically just kind of roll with it. And I like to think about the, uh, the astronaut as, uh, uh, in all of our, like, naming of the beers and what they're doing is just uh, uh, someone who got their dream job of being an astronaut, which is kind of like what we all say as kids that we're going to be, right? Uh-huh. Uh, 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 but then they became one, and then it's like, I don't want to do my job. And so they just do whatever they want. A post-COVID employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, just, uh, just, yeah, really, really thinking about like, yeah, yeah, this is my dream job, but what, like, uh, instead they're just daydreaming, you know? And brewing beer in the back? Yeah, of course. Hell yeah, dude. And so, Zach, were you on since the beginning? Uh, not really, no. I started with these guys in October. Yeah. Um, I had helped them out with some uh, marketing needs throughout their kind of, op- well, not even opening phase. They're like building phase, yeah, I guess. Yeah, beginning phases. Um, just doing some uh, design work and just some, like general marketing stuff. Um, but yeah, now I came on board in October. Um, it's been a blast since. I, I, I previously worked with these guys at, you know, Carbach. At Carbach. Um, so I, I, I did marketing over there as well. So, you know, I was happy for these guys. And, you know, they, they approached me and it was, you know, it was meant to be. It's kind of interesting. I was talking with Rocky before you got here about, like, we've had several people in the hot tub that are these spinoffs of the uh, St. Arnold, you know, brewing yeah. tree. Yeah. This is the first time that we're kind of getting seeing some of the, the spinoffs of the Carbach brewing tree. You think this is a trend that's going to oh. start happening? Man, well, Carbach like, is it, everywhere It's now, actually like. kind of uh, already begun. You've, yeah. got, uh, um, you've got several people in uh, Houston uh, that um, at least have some previous experience there. I mean, uh, even uh, even John from New Magnolia did a, a, a brief stint uh, as part of his uh, education there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's brewery up in Tomball uh, called Paradigm. Yeah. There's, uh, um, you've got, uh, uh, let's see, what's up in um, uh, Conroe? Um, you've got uh, Dylan and his, and his cousin Aaron. They both work there for mm-hmm. a brief stint. Are they yeah. with Foss? Or? Yeah, Foss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, um, just the production team has gone everywhere too, you know. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's cool to see. I mean, you know, you you do a job for a number of years, and then uh, uh, it's a common dream to just want to do it your way. So it, uh, it it's cool to see how everyone's kind of evolved over the years and and taken things uh, into their own hands and and started businesses. I think it's amazing. It is, it is kind of cool to see and watch it grow. It's like, you know, I, I think when I moved into the Houston area, I've always lived in, you know, on the outskirts. I grew up in Huntsville. I uh, went to college in, uh, in College Station. And so as we came closer into the city, the spot was uh, Petrol Station. Yeah. yeah. And then we moved from Petrol Station to Carbach, and then we've just kind of watched everything explode since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that speaks more to the Houston beer scene and just how it's grown, you know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an incredible and you know i like to be like I say i was kind of part of the early days of it but it's man it's just it's it's just crazy it's blown up so much you know and just the 
you know, like you're saying about the car bar people going everywhere. I mean, and saying all the people going everywhere. You know, it's just there's stuff open them left and right. It's great. You know, yeah. So, tell me exactly where Bad Astron is located, because I apologize, I haven't made it to the tap room. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Uh, we are uh, um, just north of downtown in a neighborhood called uh, Hardy Yards. Our uh, it's uh, near Northside, so yeah. uh, it's okay. it's in close proximity to. Uh, um, Gris works down the street, and uh, St. Arnold is on the other side of the train tracks. Yeah, okay. we, could, we could throw a rock at St. Arnold. Oh, nice. I mean, nice, you know, nice. like, you'd have to throw it, you know. Well, really we, could, we could hit Gris works. <laughs> you have to go, you you have to go over that clock but, tower that's there, and then yeah. and hopefully there's not a train. Yeah, you'd <laughs> yeah. hit it. Yeah. You just have to have a good arm. Yeah. 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 Oh, and we stay with downtown. I mean, we have a great view of the skyline for, for the time being. You know? that's, that's, that's getting kind of a neat little area. Right, because you oh, can drive yeah. by St. Arnold's on your way to uh, was it the East Downtown? We've gone down there to that cidercade and had some Bishop cider, let the kids play yeah. video games. But then oh, you yeah. got Frost Town down over there. You oh got yeah, all, yeah. It's it's kind of a it's, neat little. It's area. getting super cool over there. Yeah, yeah. not not only is it uh, uh, like getting great now, but uh, we've seen plans of things to come in that area, yeah. and there's a ton of investment going into it. And you know, we just uh, you know we when we first saw the building was in 2021 and. Um, really, like the proximity to downtown, just and just the view of you know like Minute Maid and all the, the skyline uh, was really attractive. Plus, the warehouse itself is pretty cool. We've got a thirty-six thousand uh, square foot warehouse, and um, I remember uh, uh, our partner at the time was like, "Well, what are we gonna do with all this space?" And I was like, "We're gonna fill it. It's gonna be amazing." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun just to see what else is like popping up in the neighborhood. It's been a ton of fun meeting all the neighbors. Um, it's it's really cool. So if you've got all that space, how big of a system are y'all brewing on over there? Only brewing with a ten barrel system, uh, um, which so I've got ten barrel brew house, um, eight fermenters, uh, six tens, two twenties, and two or three bright tanks, uh, two tens and one twenty, um, and yeah, just constantly rotating them and filling them. So uh, we also have a canning line in house, Wild Goose and. Uh, do all of our canning on site, which people seem surprised about because I guess remote canning is very common. But yeah, we just uh, I, I do everything there. So and so you're you're coming out of the gates with a lager, which I, that's something that we've always talked about on the podcast is smaller breweries, especially breweries starting out brewing lagers and, and doing them well. Uh, New Magnolia was one of the ones that we went and hung out mm-hmm. with. Them. They do some great lagers over yeah. there. But for a small brewery to invest in that is is huge, right? Because you're going to spend some extra time in the tank with this lager, yeah, and, and tie up some tank space. So why why start out with that? Why start out with a hellas lager? Uh, well, because it's delicious. I mean, there's <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's uh, it's it's worth the time. I love well, I love brewing lagers, and I love uh, uh, not just not just to drink them, but like. Uh, um, and yes, I guess it is. It is challenging too because you can't really hide anything in a good lo- or like in a lager, right? It's there's no there's no um, crazy hops or anything like that where you can mask any kind of uh, uh, imperfections. So um, it's challenging, yes, but it's also totally worth it. And again, it's also what uh, um, I think it's excellent drink. So I. You know. I agree with you. I think the best description that we had on the podcast was uh, you said you were listening to the episode with Sydney on your way down here, mm-hmm. and we were tasting the Paramount Pills with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I asked her one. why it's the Paramount Pills. She's like, this is the Paramount of what people should be brewing. She's oh, like, man, yeah. You know, you yeah. can't hide anything in a Pilsner. Uh, it's a simple style, but it's so complicated at oh, the same time. Go um, ask a lot so of people cool. in beer right now. That's what they want to drink. You oh, know? yeah. Like, you just get tired of, I mean, no, nothing against everybody's hazy IPAs and stuff, but, like, 
you know. You I mean, we brought one. Well, <laughs> we brought one. No, no, no. Like, I do love me a good hazy IPA. Something against everybody's except for better. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, I mean, you just, you just man, you just gotta go back to a good lager. It's just, you know, that's just what you want to drink after drinking all the other beers all the time. Oh, yeah, I've been, I've been hearing for like five years that uh, oh, lagers are coming back, and then finally we open up, and they, they seem to actually be this year, which is fantastic. Oh, I, see, so. I'm, I love it. Well, it's good stuff. And plus, I mean, this is Houston. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. Texas, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's January third. We're sitting in we're sitting in a hot tub, tub it's, right it's, now it's outside. outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, lager tastes really. Good I mean, right it could now. be freezing like this afternoon. I don't know why it's been it's gonna, the whole it's, time. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. So so tell me a little bit about this beer. Tell me about the uh, the grain bill that you're using. Tell me about the inspiration behind it. The hops that you're using. So um, the grain build's pretty simple. It's just a combination of a little bit of two row and uh, pilsner yeast. Um, I use Irix pilsner. Uh, and then uh, hops, oh, uh, again, very simple, like Noble Hops, uh, Howard Tau, uh, Middle Fru, and uh, Tetnanger uh, combination thrown at two different stages of the, of the brew. And then um, the yeast is actually what I think really uh, um, makes it special. The Augustiner yeast is my favorite strand. I've used uh, a number of ones. The, major- like the majority of the yeast I've used is 3470 when it comes to lagers, and it's a really just classic, clean lager strain, but Augustiner has this just kind of beautiful uh, um, light, like breadiness to it that um, I think is really special. And and I think, you know, I mentioned earlier the Augustiner Hellas is my favorite Hellas in the world. Uh, if you ever have to get, uh, are lucky enough to get to Munich, Germany and try one, um, you'll be kind of blown away by it. It's just, in my opinion, perfect. Nice. Nice. And, and is this beer is pretty high on your list, Zach, of the, of the Bad Astronaut Brews? Where when is this we're, right now? When we're... Uh, grabbing beer before we came over here we're going back and forth like i mean i switched so much between this and and the uh cloud punch which we'll try which our pilsner um okay. which is the pilsner i i just you know one week i'm cruising through the other week i'm cloud punch you know yeah so it's just it's just really hard man i, I think i lean toward more towards the pilsner but this is this is a very slammable yeah beer for me you know the market leads more towards it as well yeah. or, or i think it's just because people know what a pilsner is much more than they know what a hell slogger is but yeah uh, it's a, uh, um, so we brew more of the Pilsner than we do of this, but um, I think the Hellas is kind of like every brewer's go-to. If you have a good Hellas on tap, every, every brewer just wants it. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so correct me if I'm wrong. A Hellas lager is just going to be like a German light lager. Correct? Yes. No. That's uh, uh, yeah. I think the uh, literal translation is just light lager. Although you know, apparently we can't call it a light lager. Yeah, we just uh, found that out. Uh, we just found that out. Yeah. Uh, well, because you have to have a certain like. Uh, uh, you have to like post the calories and stuff on it. Yeah, we we referred to our TTB expert, and we we want to change the label just to light lager, and they said no, it's got to be like light calories or something. Yeah, you know, or so, but you get not not necessarily, but you have to describe it somehow on the. I mean, because it is pretty, it is pretty light calories, but the thing is, you have to send it off, get the uh, 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 get like actual like analysis on everything, and it's just man, too much rules, man. Yeah, yeah that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. So on this beer, I notice you got like a Back to the Future vibe on this one. Yeah. You got the DeLorean on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you got a cease and desist from Back to the Future yet? No, we're hoping though. No. We really want one. Uh, um, it means uh, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get your first cease and desist, it's really like it's a special moment. If, if Marty um, McFly calls. Yeah. You know, then we made it in the world. I'll say that would be good. Yeah. yeah. We'll negotiate though. I want that. I want that. Uh, uh, that vest jacket. We've been we've been trying really hard because I I think. I, I, we share the sentiment, like, if you don't have a cease and desist, you really haven't made it yet. Yeah. Um, 
we're, 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 ba- we're, we're young, though. You know, give us time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're, we're two years old now. Boulevard has yet to slam us with a cease and desist over our logo. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I did. Well, some look familiar there. Well, yes. well, yeah, but, you know, like, uh, you'll get there one day. I, 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 I believe. So? I, yeah, I believe in you. Boulevard, are you listening? Cowards. <laughs> yeah. Give us a cease and desist. And th- we've, we've tossed around the idea of sending them a cease and desist to tell them to stop using our logo. That'd be fun. Uh, but we haven't done it yet. Good luck with that one. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I have a friend whose husband's a lawyer. I may, uh, I may get him to draft something up. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun. This beer, on the nose, I'm, I, I get the, the noble hops on the nose. Yeah. Like, it, it's great. It's super inviting, man. I, I, I dig this beer. And, you know, I, we're drinking it out of the can, but you look kind of inside the can. This mm. is light. This is a clean. It's crystal clear. Oh, we can pour it in the glass. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's crystal clear. So. I'll pour some in there. What's all that haze doing? No, I'm kidding. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful beer, man. It's oh, light. Clean, crisp. Uh, you could tell. It does look like a light lager, but technically it's not, right? <laughs> um, it is super beautiful, man. And the flavor on there. I love the way that the hops shine through on the flavor. I think I love a lager, but I love a lager with flavor. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to drink just kind of that standard swill, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want to know what I'm drinking. I want to taste the hops. I want to enjoy that experience. And, you know, which is why a lot of us have gravitated to craft beer. Yeah. Uh, because you, you get you know, burnt out on drinking just kind of alcoholic water sometimes yeah, yeah. and so when you go back to it except for lone star which we'll talk about later <laughs> um this beer is great dude i Thank enjoy you it so much. yeah they, this is a great one to start out with oh that's why we're we're doing it right it's a nice uh it's a nice uh appetizer right uh, uh before we get into the heavier stuff so i'm not sure if you're familiar with the rating scale so we do have the industry standard rating scale okay yeah the industry doesn't know yet uh, but we have created the industry standard. So we go with zero to four. And the zero, if, if the beer scores a zero, uh, we have to burn the brewery down. That's okay. just, that's just part, of the, part of the contractual obligation. Uh, you signed it when you got into the hot tub. Yeah. The four is I need it every time we got in the, get in the hot tub. Don't worry. We've only had one zero ever. Nice. And it was on a brewery that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because you burned it to the ground. Yeah, yeah, burned it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, yeah, was uh, that's in the contract. We had we, y'all, y'all know uh, y'all know old Farts McToot. Uh, the it's uh, Steve on Grimm. Farts McToot's his Instagram handle. He's the oh, rep no. for Distill in town. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He gave a zero to like a years old pickle fucker from New Braunfels. Oh. Um, oh, it was man. fantastic. That was a fun day. Um, this one, if I'm rating this one. As far as a Hellas Lager goes, I think it's a beautiful example of a Hellas Lager. Uh, I think it's, you're coming out of the gate swinging with a new brewery with a beer this light, this clean, this crisp, and that flavorful. Um, this one, on a hot day in, uh, in February, it hits the spot, dude. I'm going to go 375 on this beer. Oh, wow. I enjoy it. I, nice. This is something that I'd come back to. This is something that I would keep in the case. Um, and if you feel so inclined to... Uh, you know, sponsor as a palate cleanser, bad astronaut <laughs> yeah, yeah. is more than welcome to put cruising <laughs> through on, on hot oh, tub beers. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not above bribes. Mm. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> so when we do this, though, like, so me and Jake, which Jake is here in absentia, 
Jake's actually have a photo shoot today. I get it. Yeah, he got dressed up. He's fancy. mixing cocktails. He is kind of fancy, I guess. He's doing that uh, the blind finch over there, the the speakeasy that's next door to Thistle. Yeah. Um. So they're doing a photo shoot for that today. So he couldn't be with here. But what we like to ask y'all to do is to to rate this beer. So as a marketing manager, zero to four, how easy is this beer to market, and uh, it, how easy is it to sell? And then as the brewer, zero to four. On your scale, how perfect is this beer? And if it's not a four, what could you do as the brewer to bump it up to that four for yourself? All right. Go ahead, Zach. How easy is this beer to market for you? Oh, I mean, this beer is easy. I don't do anything. Um, <laughs> man, uh, I'm kind of with you on that 375, man. It's just, it's, it's super easy. It's super, you know, Texas weather. Um, you know, I, I, I can't. I don't give anything like a four necessarily because, yeah. like, we got to leave some room for improvement. But, you know, I this, mean, is, yeah. this is up there. Let's like, be honest. We're not yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Uh, and we don't market ourselves to be either. Uh, but, no, no this, is, this is great. I'm a 375 with this one. Yeah. Uh, and, like, not to, not to speak for you as well, but when it comes to the marketability, it's funny because anyone who comes to the brewery and tries it, it's an easy sell. But, like, again, out in the market, if you don't know what a house is, people tend to gravitate towards Pilsner. Yeah, so that'd be my only that'd be, yeah. hard part is a hell is slogger. And eventually, you know, Houston, Texans, or, you know, everybody will be educated on what a hell is slogger is, you know. So yeah. We got some. But I've, 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 made, a, uh, I've made a very loud vow to everyone that I'm not getting rid of it no matter what because it's just a great style so oh yeah and needs it needs to be it needs to be, it needs to be uh, pre- uh, present in the Houston community so of course yeah. always gonna have it agreed with you so okay so you said it's about 375 you're agreeing with him on that oh well I was talking about the marketing side when it comes oh, to okay. uh, when it comes to brewing side uh, <coughs> you know um, what I could do to make it better um yeah, it's not perfect in my mind. Uh, it's it's close to it. I've done some. Uh, uh, there's this brewery up in Ohio called Wooly Pig that also does uh, an Augustine or Hellas, and it's one of the better ones in the country. I've done a side by side comparison, uh, uh, and you know it's it's kind of spot on. However, um, there's certain things you could always look for, like better head retention, um, uh, uh, more more balance, maybe a little more like. Uh, 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 multi, multi forward, and uh, let the hops uh, tweak the hops back a little bit, or something like that. But ultimately, I'm very happy with it, um, uh, and I'm very happy with the consistency of the the brew. So, I'd probably give it a three five for sure. A three five. Yeah. Nice, nice, man, guys. So, thank you, thank you for bringing that beer. Thank <laughs> you for uh, thank you for willing yeah. to jump in the hot tub oh, uh, in a stranger's backyard and drink beer with him. Uh, absolutely love it. I've, I love never, it. I've never done this a podcast a Tuesday where, for us. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. I've, I've never done a podcast where I get to pee in the middle of it, so it's really nice. You know, it's really <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we're all just peeing. In the <laughs> yeah, the heat, I didn't think the heater was kicked on. Oh, as I sit back and relax, um, that's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. So, but we also have in your hands, and we started off as a warm-up beer, a Lone Star. Lone Star is always kind of the throwback for us. Lone Star is always one of those ones that we grew up with, uh, that you kind of, when you first were going and buying some beer, this was the Texas beer uh, Mm -hmm. that we always went and drank. And it's still, to me, I guess I'm 43 years old, there's always a Lone Star hidden in the back of the fridge somewhere uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of cleanse the palate and move on. So just for you guys, 
when you're growing up, and even now still, what's the Lone Star? What's the one that you always kind of find yourself falling back into her arms? So for me, like growing up our, our, uh, in the college days, it was definitely Keystone Light. That was uh, the easy party beer for a number of reasons. Gross. And, and the, uh, 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 the, the, the number of reasons is one, it's cheap and it was available. So yeah, uh, you could get a 30-pack for like $14. So it was one of those things of, uh, and, you know, when it comes to beer pong, you don't really need quality. So, no. uh, And plus, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you're stupid. So you do things like that. Um, but uh, I think now, I think now would probably be Lone Star. If I go to, uh, like, if I go to Alabama Ice House uh, uh, and like get those uh, amazing tacos there, it's usually like a really easy choice as far as like if you just want a beer, you don't have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. What about you, Zach? Um, I mean, first thing I say, Lone Star, just because you know. Honestly, like, you know, when we're in high school, uh-huh. you know, you go to a gas station and use your fake ID. You drank like, in high school, you heathen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lone Star was just a go-to. Rule man. breaker. Like, I'm, you know, I was above Keystone Light back then, but no, Lone Star was easy. It was cheap. And, you know, we went, like, camping and put in the river. Was, you know, your, was like your 18-year-old a, pallet too trained for the Keystone? <laughs> well, to be honest, like, I started working at a brew pub when I was, like, oh, 18, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was already in the craft. Oh, area. man, you were ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. You were know. you really working in a brew pub at 18? Yes, we got two rows. Oh, shit. There were two rows back in the day. Oh, and they, we, we and they did, to talk about when it's your segment. They yeah. did, and they did not well, serve like, you, though. Chris and I, Chris Hill, who's not here today, but he's off. Yeah. But we worked at two rows back in the day, so we were drinking craft beer. Y'all are sneaking into the scene early. Yeah. I mean, we were, like, regulars at Woodrow's over there by the time we were, like, I don't know, 1920. Well, let's, not, let's not confess our, you know, previous. Right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you uh, no, no, but uh, no, like <laughs> I do have a soft slot for uh, Yingling as well. Oh um, yeah, okay. Uh, my family's from Pennsylvania, and so you know I go visit my cousins. They're a little older than me, and like Yingling was like one of the first beers I ever got drunk off of. Nice. You know? And I do have a soft spot for that, and I was really happy to see it come to Texas. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't knock my own star, but it's a good beer. Yeah, you know? yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. thanks coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for sharing. We're yeah. gonna take a little bit of a break here, and we're gonna come back with. The fake landing. Nice. Yeah. Welcome back. So a beer named after the uh, the moon landing that was created on a soundstage. Incorrect, actually. So you, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We got uh, we got the little story right here. Okay. It's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a Mars landing. Uh, and we ah, try to, okay. We try to make it red. However, this is the one beer that we have to explain to everyone. So one of those uh, one of those things of. But yeah, if you see. Uh, See this little cell phone. Astronauts, astronauts doing something for the gram. Doing something for the gram on the moon. So, or excuse me, on Mars. So this is not the fake moon landing. This Mm-mm. is the fake Mars landing. Yeah, which, to be fair, hasn't happened yet. So, so, do you believe the moon landing was real? Yes. Yeah, we're not conspiracy theorists. They're not conspiracy theorists here. <laughs> no, no. Nor am I. I just want to see if we can get it out of you. No. Fake landing, because that's where that's where my mind went to when I first. Red fake landing. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read the fine print. Yeah, no, it's fine. I uh, just put all that work in the copy. No one reads it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, one of my favorite parts is being heckled on my own show. I absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to get along great, Rocky. This is going to be fun. Right, um, cheers. This is, cheers. Absolutely. This beer. Mm. This is your hazy IPA. Yeah. Okay. So this, this, this podcast has had an up and down relationship with hazies. Yeah. But. 
when we were pouring it, you were a little disappointed because the first part poured a little bit clear. Yeah. Um, tell me about your theory on hazy IPAs, why they're hazy, and how you built this one. Well, hazy IPAs, uh, um, just typically speaking, unfiltered uh, IPAs, you typically use a, um, a yeast strain that has the haze stability, do things like add in um, flaked oats or flaked wheat uh, to, uh, again, help with that uh, haziness and also help with the mouthfeel. Um, what I like about hazy IPAs is a number of things. It's, uh, it's a style that was invented um, kind of with a lower bitterness uh, than a traditional IPA, but more tropical aroma, softer, uh, uh, softer palate. Um, and uh, um, so I kind of took all of those qualities and, uh, and just made the IPA. Like, wanted it to be really approachable, light, uh, lower BUs. Like, this is only 25 BUs. And, uh, and then, like, a great tropical aroma. Because um, hops have fantastic uh, characters in them, uh, depending on, like, how you uh, combine them. And so it's just, it's a really flavorful style. Right and uh, and also just like pleasant to drink because uh, um, it's it's not as dry and crisp, it's just soft and pillowy. So there you go. Yeah. No, and I like that. I think the best hazies that I've had are hazies because of the the uh, we call it the malt bill. Right. Right. So there are the grain bill rather. So that there's there's some flaked oats in there. There's some stuff in there that's going to create that haze. It's going to create a softer mouthfeel. I think where I get upset or frustrated with hazies is when I drink it and I have to roll it and there's a mouthful of yeast that I'm right. drinking that just really doesn't do well with me. And then it works like a probiotic and then, yes. I'm, you know, there's more hot tub bubbles than there should be. And it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a bad trip. This to me right off the top does not feel like a bad trip. It feels like it's got a really soft mouthfeel, super tropical on the nose. Super tropical on the nose. Yeah, I use a combination of uh, um, a bunch of different uh, New Zealand hops uh, mixed with uh, Strata, which is a really cool um, American hop. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm a big fan of this one actually. And then for six point eight percent, it actually drinks pretty well. So, so Zach, as we're as we're starting in on this episode, I want to get to know you a little bit better. So, kind of tell us your journey in craft beer, uh, where you started, and and how it's going now. Um, I think my first introduction, really, in like dive into craft beer, would be uh, I worked at Turo's back in the day, as a little brew pub in Rice Village. Um, it was, you know, it's it's closed now, but it was a super fun place to work. Uh, beer was, you know, at the time for me, it was. I thought it's fantastic, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'd love to see what it is at today's standards. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, got into craft beer from there, started home brewing, and, you know, shortly after, I, um, uh, you know, worked in, I think when that closed, I started working at Flying Saucer. Um, okay. And then really got into craft beer after that. And after Flying Saucer, got into Carbach, and then, you know, the rest is history. So, you say you homebrew. Yeah. What was the best homebrew that you made? I, well. He's searching to find a single good one. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of bad ones, but, you know, that's part of the fun. Of Is it. there a reason yeah. you're in marketing and not in brewing? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I, homebrew was just kind of a fun hobby. I was never, I could never say I was good at it. Um, but, yeah, I think the, my favorite that I had was, like, a, kind of a brown ale that was uh, really hoppy. I think I used a lot of Simcoe hops. 
as a finishing hop, and okay. it was just really like I liked it a lot, you know. And that's kind of what I, I don't know, wanted to drink at the time, and I thought it was the best, you know. But again, this was how old am I now? You're old. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, it's it's a, a, it was a long a, time it was, ago. It was at least yeah. 15 years ago. Let's exactly. Put it that way, yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably 15 years ago. Yeah. I did that one. But yeah. I so mean, brown ale with Simcoe. Yeah. But again, like, I don't know if I drink that today, but that was back the, in the day. I was just so is there a brown ale in the works, Rocky, with uh, Bad Astronaut? No. Um, uh, <laughs> not, uh, I'll never no. say never when it comes to any style. Um, every style that exists exists for kind of a reason, right? And, well, not every style. Most of them. Uh, and they all have unique qualities, but some of them just, no matter how good they are, don't sell. And so it just, yeah. it's just a matter of, it's a matter of you can't, you can't – uh, uh, as much as I'd love to just brew every single style in the world, you have yeah. to pick and choose, especially with only eight tanks. Brown and brown and ambers have seemed to fall flat in the Houston area for some reason. Yeah. I think uh, no label, you know, no label has been, you know, right now with the brewer that they've got, I'm really enjoying the beers that they're putting out. Uh, Boris is one of their reps, huge friend of the show. Um, absolutely love Boris. But Ridgeback was one of their mainstays that I thought was mm-hmm. good all along. Yeah. And now they're, they're not brewing it anymore. It right. doesn't sell, man. Like, yeah. it's, it sucks. I love the malty ales, but, like, Oh, I mean, even even Saint Olive back in the day had a great. Uh, um, I think it was the brown ale, and they yeah. turned it into the the charity beer. Which the was, ale lager. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, even even to help dogs, which is a great cause, still just didn't yeah. uh, uh, didn't, didn't move. So it's just a tough market a tough, for multi ales. Yeah, like, and it breaks my heart. But it is oh, I know. It is. But what if there is a market for a brown ale with Simcoe? Why Simcoe? <laughs> I just like those hops, man. The Simcoe, the Amarillo, the you know, you know, you know. We we recently got third in a homebrew contest. Oh really? Yeah, West Coast IPA, mm. tub full of Simcoe. That's yeah. all we use with Simcoe. It's yeah. a great hop, yeah. man. I love the flavor. Yeah. Now there were only three entries, <laughs> <laughs> but but we were on the metal stand. Nice. We were on the metal stand. That was a fun day. We were over at Big Al. Have y'all hung out with those guys over there yet? Uh, no, I met them though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to find time to make it make yeah. it down that way. Did you get there? Yeah. Those guys, good guys, good scene over there, man. Yeah, it looks super cool. Yeah, they're, 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 that, that's been, you know, and, and I kind of harp on this almost every episode. Probably people are getting tired of me repeating myself. But the fun part of this whole journey has been meeting everybody oh, yeah. and hanging out. Like, you, yeah, you go to random breweries and you run into guys that you talk with on the podcast, and it's been an absolute blast the entire time. Yeah. Oh, that's still the fun part for us, too. I mean, yeah. like, we, we, we really uh, uh, we love this community, right? Yeah. So it's uh, hang, hang out with the uh, 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 brewing people, whether they're um, uh, brewers, sales, marketing, it's like we, we all have a uh, we all have a fun time together, and um, uh, friendships along the way for the last well the rest of our lives, which you know uh, hopefully are very long. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So Zach, do you ever go down to the Rice Village and reminisce? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing against it. I just. I mean, I, I, like, I was telling you, I live around here now. I'm in the burbs, like, yeah. you know, I just don't make it in town as much as I'd like to, you know. I don't know where to go in Rice Village. I don't know where to park in Rice Village. Wow, that's true. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, well, because Rice Village is, is, uh, I'm, I'm too old for full it. of like Rice students. Yeah. I would, I would just feel really like out of place there. Just like, yeah, yeah, you know. No, I, I, I need to, man. It's just, I'm just, I'm just getting old, man. I like to drink close to home and, or at work. So yeah. okay, so if you're not if you're not heading down to Bad Astronaut and you're living in the burbs, where are you going? Uh, 
question. Um, <sighs> I mean, I primarily go to the saucer. Yeah, saucer is uh, uh, really like if I want to go drink some beer, to find saucer or yeah. rodeo goat. I'm not at trivia right now because because uh, we're doing this, but yeah. I like I like going trivia on Tuesdays. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some really good pubs. I just I gotta think about it for a sec. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, but All yeah. Right. Well, so while you're thinking, Rocky. Yeah. So your your co-owner, head brewer, tell us how you went, took that trajectory. How'd you get there? You know, I was really fortunate um, in my experience at my Carbach where I got to work in uh, every single department. I also got to lead teams, um, managed entire breweries, had a lot of experience when it comes to not only just brewing side, but what it takes to run a business. And then when I was innovation manager, um, a lot of it's management of the five barrel system on your own. That's kind of like running your own little brew pub in a major company. Mm -hmm. And so I just had the stars kind of align when it comes to uh, uh, my experience. And plus, I've wanted to do this forever. You just have to wait for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it, uh, um, starting a brewery is an expensive endeavor. So uh, uh, typically speaking, you know, um, and uh, brewers aren't millionaires. Uh, for <laughs> some reason, we followed our passions, which led nowhere when it came to the financial gains. But yeah. uh, with that being said, we still love it. Uh, um, yeah, so... It was a combination of um, right experience. If I if I had started this five years ago, we probably would have failed. So I think everything just kind of lined up uh, um, uh, beautifully when it came to uh, uh, not only the opportunity but myself being ready. So uh, yeah, uh, did that answer that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so far so good. Everything's been going great. Yeah, I mean we're just kind of starting out. We've been brewing since August. And um, getting a lot of really positive uh, reception. People really love the space. Um, we've got a we've got a tap room that uh, the tap room itself is like somewhere just past ten thousand square feet, yeah. and it's got a ton of uh, games we offer free: uh, uh, pool, air hockey, uh, um, foosball. Trying to get the dartboard set up whenever whenever y'all get around to it. Someone's gonna do it one. Someone day. is gonna do it one day, uh, and. Shuffleboard uh, and uh, cornhole right now, and then um, yeah, more seating to come. People are just the the positive reception is really inspiring to me. Like it, you know it. It's cool to see a lot of people coming in and having a good time, and also like neighbors uh, 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 continuing to just come back like yeah. every week. That's also really fun. So um, I think it's going great, especially because we're uh, um, just starting out. You know. So you said neighbors. So or. Again, forgive me for not knowing the location very well, but like, do y'all have neighborhoods around you where you can be the local haunt? We mm-hmm. are. Uh, um, we're we're kind of surrounded by a collective thing of um, there's about three apartment complexes right across the street from us, or not directly across, but cat and catty corner, mm-hmm. and then tons of like townhomes. Um, even uh, uh, even uh, the, the guy who sold my wife and I our house, uh, he just bought a house five minutes from the place, so he comes oh, wow. and visits and stuff too. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're getting, uh, yeah, like I said, we're just getting to meet the neighbors. They come in, they bring the kids, they bring the dogs. Like, yeah. it's great. That, that is kind of one of the, the fun things about this whole scene. And, and you know, I mentioned kind of, you know, started my journey in Houston at, uh, at the petrol station. But what turned us on to that is it was kind of cool that there's just this bar yeah. sitting in the middle of a neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just walk up to the bar and that's what it is. And so we kind of got into that mm. and there was a point where, when I was, you know, coaching there in Houston and going to that bar, I was actually living in Magnolia. Well, that's when Lone Pint started opening up. 
You know, when we came over here, we found out 11 Below was the closest one. And so mm -hmm. it kind of turns into the neighborhood haunt. And that's kind of, I enjoy that about the scene, right? And then you get to go and venture into everybody else's neighborhood, see their neighborhood haunt, and you, know, you get to know everybody. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It, it, it makes the scene a whole lot more personal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, you, you've become invested in your neighborhood brewery. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I, I hope so. We uh, you were fine. We had some great neighbors, and they they've been extremely supportive. I mean, even before we could even know, like legally open the doors, yeah, you know, we these people were stopping by every day and just checking on us, like walking the dogs past, you know, and just you know maybe sitting in a camp chair and having a beer with us. Oh well, like, yeah, and a lot know? of a lot of them I've been talking to, and, and uh, um, like oh man, we've been waiting for y'all to open for like a whole year because yeah. they've been. Uh, seeing all the construction stuff, so it's been it, uh, it's it's cool to finally be able to uh, provide them space. So yeah. it's nice. Oh yeah. Okay, so this beer, like I said before, tropical on the nose, but it's not void of like that kind of piney dankness. There's to me, there's a little bit in the background, and maybe I'm off, but feel free to tell me that that I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh no no no! I mean, whatever you're, whatever you're perceiving is is true to your pal right so it's you know but uh, uh yeah it, it, yeah i get that but sometimes people are wrong oh yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it is I, I like the i like the fact that it's a hazy but mm. i'm not getting a mouthful of yeast yeah it, it feels very clean uh on the tongue um it is creamy i kind of have that creamy mouthfeel on it but yeah. um i love the hot profile on it. It, it it is nice um I'm a West Coast guy. I like mm. the West Coast IPAs uh, more than the hazies, uh, which is maybe why I'm feeling that dank because I'm probably always looking for that dank kind of piney oh, notes yeah. in there. But um, this seems to be a balance. Would you describe it as a uh, Third Coast IPA? Huh, third Coast, actually, that's good. Um, uh, I'm going to give great Jake credit for that. Jake, we, I give, Jake says he didn't create that, but when he said it, that was the first time I'd heard it. So I, I've been telling everybody, Jake, coined the term third coast IPA. Yep. Uh, uh, I would, well, without having, you know, I have to have my notes in front of me of what a third coast IPA is, but yes, sure. I'm going to describe this as third coast. For sure. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I think the, the original first kind of like example of this style was maybe heady topper up in Vermont, which is like, and then, and then it got really famous with Lord Hobo, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is in Massachusetts. And that's when the new England IPA came uh -huh. to be. And then it kind of, evolved into this blend of juicy uh, uh juicy ipa versus hazy and stuff uh but we're in houston so third coast it is fuck it here we yeah, go hell yeah <laughs> i love it. it you know what some of the one of the things that uh you, you mentioned these these all these different brands of IPAs like New England IPA, mm -hmm. and so in my head this New England IPA was this hazy juice bomb, right? Mm -hmm. When I went and hung out with uh, Sydney, because Sydney learned to brew up there in Massachusetts, yeah. so she was telling us like, here's my uh, New England IPA. It was crystal clear, like, <laughs> but it had all those juicy notes to it. Yeah, it was it was a really 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 cool beer. Like it's like all right, when everybody else tells me they have a New England IPA, I'm telling them, fuck them, go see Sydney. Yeah, right, because Sydney's got the real deal. But I, I love that different interpretation of it. Uh, but this to me, I agree with you. Cheers, yeah. sir. Cheers. Third coast. Third coast. Here we oh, go. All right, so here's the hard part. I'm gonna write this beer. Um, I try I try hard not to be the guy that's on. Uh, you know the untapped guy. Mm -hmm. Have you got any bad untapped reviews? Yes. Oh, it's okay. Uh, um, yeah, I know, I know. I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Oh no, but no, no, tell no, me no. more. It's, no, it's fine. Uh, oh man, I had uh, 
Um, so the overall <laughs> ra- the overall ranking on Untapped is uh, um, uh, really great. I kind of judge it. You know, no one really gives five star reviews on Untapped. Well, because so. five stars is bullshit. Right, Four right. is where it's at. So, so anything that's above a three six is typically like okay, the beer the beer is uh, being well perceived. Okay. Um, versus anything below three four is like okay, there's uh, 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 clearly the public is not enjoying this beer, and and yeah, it's not like I don't take Untapped seriously because this is what this is people taking the time to actually. Uh, um, uh, rank ranker stuff and yeah. are they all like educated? No, but typically, if you look at it from like a binary standpoint, right? Of like, is it good or is it not? Yes, it's a good it's a good uh, um, feel, right? About how the mm-hmm. public's perceiving it. But that being said, some people uh, uh, are hilariously cruel on Untapped, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my God. and so it, it is to to me when it comes to them. But typically, also if you see how they rank other beers too, yeah, you know, you can't take well, you can't take these things personally right it's just people Correct. some people are like yelp reviewers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, they just want to go and be like a critic for yeah they just yeah they yeah. just want to go like they like, like e- yeah every everything except i love is crap so yeah. you know it's uh uh my favorite reviews are the types where it goes uh where you see a review for two stars and like i don't drink ipas two stars and you're like well then why'd you buy it and <laughs> yeah. rank it those are my favorite <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah this is a perfect example of a hazy ipa i don't really like ipas two stars yeah 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 it's it's <laughs> it, it's it's insane but i think one of the things when when i get organized enough eventually yeah, we're two years into this i'm still talking about getting organized but um i, I love that uh where the celebrities are reading mean tweets about themselves. Yes, yeah. I need I need a section of untapped reviews where you just come in and you read bad untapped reviews Everybody about your beer. Everybody hurts. Oh, oh that's, <laughs> we're gonna hire you. You're gonna come back and sing "Everybody Hurts" in the in, in the uh, in between. I, uh, we we got a karaoke machine at the brewery, so I've been practicing my. Oh, uh, have you? Well, not really practicing. No, I just. We had a company party and I had some fun. He's he's been wailing <laughs> on the karaoke machine. You should listen to you should listen to my chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> fake, fake landing, great for a hazy IPA, but I don't like IPA so one star. <laughs> Everybody you. hurts. Everybody hurts. I, 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 I'm not a huge hazy IPA fan. I like this beer. Oh, um, this, this is. I, I think it's a. I think it's a very good Houston interpretation of a hazy IPA. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's not overly juicy. It's not overly hazy. Um, it's it, it hits the marks in between. I like the fact that it, it when when. I like pine being in a third coast because I grew up in Huntsville, and all I can think about is those pine trees yeah. uh, and, and seeing that and having that part of it. But then we have that tropical climate, so I love the citrus appeal to it. Um, this one, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go three five on this beer. Nice. I enjoy this beer. I'll take. It. I, I, I like it on a four point scale. This, yeah. yeah, yeah, This is way better than a five point oh, scale. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm used to the three fives on the untapped, so I'm, this is yeah, great well, for me. The fuck untapped. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say that. I, I can say it. You're right. Um, You're right. I can't. That's say right. This. Nobody nobody uh, <laughs> nobody rates podcasts on untapped. That's true. They but they, yeah. they okay. So they do have podcast ratings on on Apple and Spotify. They're on five stars as well. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We have five five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Nice. I, I yeah. Five Excellent. five ratings in, in two years. We're obviously very, very highly listened to and <laughs> circulated. I think there's like a circle of maybe like 20 to 25 people that listen to this religiously. Oh, and yeah. then everybody else drops in. But it's, it's, it's so much fun to hang out with those 20 to 25 people. Oh, man. Because they're hilarious. Yeah. But the, uh, uh, you know, I mean, 
Are those uh, 2025 people? They all are they all brewers or whatever? They say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. All they're they're, really they're all on the show. And they just listen to their own voice. <laughs> they, they do. They listen to their own voice, and then uh, was it the the Running Walker guys, Tony and Chris? They're like, all right. Yours one of the, your show is one of the shows that's on rotation every time that we have a brew day, and so like they they knew all the jokes. The uh, the Project Halo people came in, they're like, all right, we listened in prep, and so they knew all the backstories, everything. <laughs> it's kind of fun when you when you have that that kind of setup, you know. It's like going in, you know, if I'm from yeah. Bad Astronaut, going in somebody drinking a Bad Astronaut beer, talking about how awesome it is. It's, it's kind of fun to see that impact. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, so nice. on this hazy IPA, we'll start with marketing. Zero to four, what do you think? How easy is this one? I mean, from a marketing standpoint, it's, I mean, three, seven, five again. Just just because, like, hazy IPAs, and this is one of the best sellers in the tap room because, okay. yeah. I mean, it's just an approachable, well, sorry, it's it's a very popular style right now, you know, and it is approach because it is approachable, you know, whether people think they like IPAs or not, you know, just because right. it is so, you know, it's, it's lower IBV, IBU and, like, you know, just, just getting juicy. Just knows the front, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna humble Rocky a little bit and give like a three, three because oh nice because it's a uh, you know it's not hazy at yeah. the moment just this particular can I the need, rest of the time I it's, need more opportunity to the be the rest of the time <laughs> it, the pours great it's you know it's a fantastic beer I drink it all the time oh yeah but uh, just for the sake of this episode I'm gonna humble Rocky no that's fair yeah um, and he needs to be humbled or I don't know if it's fair but I'm gonna take it. Um, no, but uh, uh, from a brewing standpoint, um, I'm trying to think. Or I think uh, I think it needs just a touch more. Like uh, uh, I, I, well, first of all, I'll say the aroma is, uh, in my opinion, actually fantastic. I really like where it is. It might need just a touch more body, um, which you can change kind of with the mash profile. Um, I think the softness level is great. It could be just a little more. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, uh, those subtle tweaks you kind of, like, work with and, and continue to prove on. So I'm going to give it a uh, – I'm going to give it a – well, I was going to give it a 3-5. You know, I'm going to stick to my guns. 3-5. Three, 3-5. Five. Three, five. Yeah. 3-5. I mean, I, I, I just want to preface my, my uh, rating in that, like, I don't really like high IPAs that much. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> One star. <laughs> One, one star. Yeah, that's just gross. Take it. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, um no, it's, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I'm thinking back to uh, one of the better hazy IPAs I've, I've had, uh, and I guess, it, well, it's, com- it's completely different profile from, from ours, but it's one of those things of uh, um, sometimes sometimes people just nail style, right, like a brewer's, uh, and, and uh, so that's always kind of what you're pushing yourself towards, and, yeah. that, and that's kind of my scale. It's not, it's, uh, um, I think it's a fantastic beer. Um, have I had better? Yes. So can't give yeah. yourself a perfect score. Yeah. No, I like that. And, and I tell you what, I, I keep talking on this podcast about how I'm not a big fan of hazies, but everybody keeps bringing good hazies. Um, this, then, of course, once I start liking hazies, then I'll pull one out of the fridge, and it's yeah. like full of mouthful of yeast. I'm like, fuck you, hazy. Yeah. Uh, but but this, this is one that I would come back to, man. This is one I spend my money on. I, I love it. Thank you oh. for, for bringing it, man. No, no it's a great cool. beer. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, man, guys, thanks so far. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to jump into the next Bad Astronaut beer. I don't know which one I'm going to grab yet, but uh, we're going to come back with another one All in right. just a moment. Hi. 
Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. All right. All right. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers, where we support the local breweries. We do. So, so we just poured a, okay, so I'm not going to call it an Oktoberfest, a fest beer. Yep. Okay. Uh, in January. Yeah. Oh, we're in February. No, we're in January. We're in January. wake the fuck up. <laughs> uh, it's like, the, what is it, the third? It's the third. Yeah, yeah. I'm jumping, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Um, I love the smell in this beer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Like, these are one of my favorite styles. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's gotten so ridiculous with this style like people are talking about they're starting to produce their Oktoberfest in August mm-hmm. just to get them out ahead of the curve no they're brewing them they're, sometimes in May they're doing it oh, wow and, and, the and wrong letting way. them yeah well it's, no offense to our oh no 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 friends, no, no, no. it's it's I, I get it everyone wants to be first to market yeah. um, we have the uh, um, uh, good fortune of not really having that problem um, <laughs> and so well and also we we, we couldn't because we, we weren't even brewing until everyone's uh, already packaging their Oktoberfest. Yeah. But uh, so, um, um, typically speaking, when you're drinking what would be an Oktoberfest, it's like a Marison style, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really kind of multi-rich uh, 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 style brewed with uh, Vienna and Munich malts and noble hops. And But this is a, um, what's called a Fest beer. It's supposed to be a rich, golden, uh, um, anywhere from 5, 8 to 6, uh, I gotta look at my notes, but um, uh, mid-sixes. Uh, and this is what you would actually drink if you were in Munich, Germany for Oktoberfest. And just simply called a Fest beer. Not an Oktoberfest, not a, uh, not a Marison, just a Fest beer. And uh, um, we opened up a little later and started making beer a little later in the year. But I love the style and I knew I could do it. So I didn't care about the month. I just brewed it. Well, released it later. Hats off to you. Yeah. So I, I love this because now this is the third beer that we're on to. Now we're starting to get into some taproom exclusives. So you got to go to Bad Astronaut itself in order to try this beer, correct? That is correct, yeah. So any chance this starts making it out into the market outside of the walls of Bad Astronaut? This year? No. No. Uh, um, in the future? Possibly. But, again, we'd have to... Uh, um, you know, we'd have to see, like, uh, uh, Taproom Exclusive is kind of fun for us because it gets people to come to the brewery. And, yes. uh, uh, and then we do have a package up and uh, ready to uh, take home for the consumer, right? But um, out in the market, that's kind of like, then you get in the realm of competing with shelf space. And so yeah. it's not as easy as just, hey, this is out in the market now. It's, you've got you've to plan and coordinate with what the stores want. And, um, um, yeah, simply put, it's not easy. So... Uh, but I'll never say never. We'll see you in a couple of years. Yeah. How is this doing in the taproom? Actually really well when it comes to the draft sales. Um, we still have some left for uh, um, to-go beers as well. I don't know how many cases. I didn't do inventory today. But, um, but yeah, uh, uh, as far as popularity goes, it's doing very well. It's a beautiful, crystal clear copper color. Um, yeah, kind of deep golden. Yeah. On the nose is that... Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's 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 kind of uh, kind of bready on the nose, just a little bit. Still Augustiner yeast, yeah. It's okay, like, that's that beautiful like uh, breadiness. So this is the same yeast as your Hellas. Yeah, yeah. I only use one um, um, lager strain thus far, and it's the Augustiner. Um, 
I'm not saying I won't change it for different styles, but um, you can make you can uh, uh, brew with Augustina when it comes to any uh, traditional lager. So yeah. Okay. So it it's it's it uh, it covers all the bases no matter what style of lager you're, yeah. you're trying to brew. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay, Zach, I want to switch over to you for a little bit. So Bad Astronaut, it's open. Your events coordinator, your your marketing. Mm-hmm. What's going on at Bad Astronaut that that uh, people need to come over there and visit and see? Oh, man, all sorts of cool shit. Um, right now, we have a few things planned for January. We're gonna have a uh, probably the bigger one. Sorry, get close to the mic here. Um, bigger one would be uh, closer to. Right after the uh, the marathon, the Houston Marathon, okay. we're going to have a post-party. So a lot of the runners are going to come over. Uh, we have Lou, Lululemon sponsoring. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, we're going to have, uh, you know, some food and some beers and, you know, some tired runners. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, you know, because we're right outside downtown, so it's the perfect location for it. Um, so that's going to be January 15th. Um, I have goat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> a, new, a new one for us. Uh, well, it's all new for us, but that one's going to be fun. Uh, that's going to be... I'm excited. On <laughs> the 21st? Why are you looking at me? You made this guy. No, I know. <laughs> I, I just I don't have it in front of me. I th- it's going to be a... I think it's the 21st. Why don't you have your phone but, on? Because it's wet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's on the 21st. I mean, go go to my um, website and Instagram page if more details. Okay. Um but then, yeah, I'm always uh, coming up with cool stuff. Um, I'd like to get a market going in January, but, you know, it's kind of getting late on that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, outside that, we're we're really just getting the tap room up and running. So I don't want to overbook us right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you said y'all got free pool. You got free uh, foosball. Oh, yeah. You, you're, you're in the process of setting up a dartboard. Yeah. We're in the process. We were perpetually in the process I, of studying dartboard. Yeah, it was a slight yeah. slight because I was like, "When are we going to put these dartboards yeah. up?" That was like three weeks ago. I mean, we we have such a cool space, you know, and like, you know, this is coming from guys that have worked, you know, in breweries before. We've been to all the breweries, you know, and and again, like, nothing against our friends with the breweries, but we, I would, toot my own horn, say we have one of the coolest tap rooms in town. Nice. You know, it's already, you know, a massive space. You know, lots of cool games, lots of stuff to do. You know, we're we're kid friendly, we're dog friendly. You know, we have just. I mean, it's just a, it's a beautiful space, too. I mean, we have a great view of downtown. We have changing stations in both bathrooms. We have changing stations in both bathrooms. Yeah. This is true. We have a lot of great beer, and we carry good beer from some of our friends, too. But, you know, we have uh, Equal Parts on tap. We have Paradigm on tap. Oh, that's great. We have great. on tap. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're guest taps we're over there? Oh, man, we got to yeah. spread the love around. Oh, you know? sweet. Yeah. And then when it comes to, uh, uh, I forget the wines we have on, but we've got uh, cider as it's well. It's a Pinot Project wine. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I don't know. And then, wine. I don't, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, then we got. Um, Untitled Art Seltzers. Uh, um, yeah. But. Well, no, what are the ciders? The uh, Oh, uh, uh, City Orchard. City Orchard, thank you. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're uh, great people over there, too. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know if you're uh, they, they cider drinkers this. out there, but uh, it's it's high quality. Stuff. Oh, I love really it. Good. I I have not been a cider drinker, but I do like their ciders. Oh, they're clean. Yeah, yeah. really they're nice. Really nice. That's pretty cool. So the the untitled art. Have you had like the Windex seltzer on the uh, the Rocket Pop? I say Windex. It does not taste like Windex, but okay. it pours exactly like Windex. Really? How sweet? Yeah. How so? It, it 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 is bright blue. I'm oh, not gonna lie. That oh. sounds yeah yeah yeah. Gross. That's so it's scary. It is. So we've had it on tap at Thistle. It's a, it's a, their Rocket Pop seltzer. Supposedly drink this. It cures COVID. Those, what? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you have to drink it and spray it. Spray it on the COVID. 
Um, You're good. What was that movie? The uh, the Greek wedding. Where he, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah where he's afraid, afraid Windex and everything. <laughs> um, it, it 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 supposedly they're throwing tons of those uh, rocket pops in there into the boil. Oh, so, the. Uh, Wait, the stuff that you put in your mouth and it explodes? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Oh, like, like, no. Oh, like old school pops. when the, when oh, the, the ice cream truck will come by? Yeah, yeah, the popsicles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The I was like blue I was ones. Seeing, uh, Pop yes. Rocks. Pop Rocks is what That's I was thinking of. Thing. Yes. Well, that I just clarified. Yes. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Could get more different. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. But anyways, um, okay. They're throwing how much of that in there? I don't, I don't know how much specifically, enough to turn it blue. Not to, not to get into too much like financial stuff, but cost of goods on that. I mean, are the ice cream truck coming to them? Are they selling out? No idea. <laughs> no idea. I just know that, like, it, when, whenever we have it in Thistle, and we usually have it in the summer, um, we blow through kegs. Oh, know? wow. Like, yeah, yeah, people come in, and it's, it's, it, it's super sweet. It's like, it's like drinking cotton candy. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing in the world, which is not my gig. I mean. But there's, there's tons of people that come in. And their chick As wants in, something sweet. When you say drinking cotton candy, is it like you take a sip and then it just dissipates in your mouth really quickly? And like it, it, it does kind of like like sparkle and pop in the back of your mouth, like like like, yeah, like, yeah. like the pop rocks. It's got that carbonation to it. It's magic. <laughs> then you piss blue. Yeah. No, that's I don't why, know. I, 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 I mean, turns out you're not blue. supposed to, but it, uh, <laughs> I still did. <laughs> I still did though. Kid, the kidney is only slightly filtered. It's so. called the Smurf syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, your your kidneys are only slightly damaged. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It, it's not bad. Yeah. So that that's kind of cool. I, I I love that. So y'all have equal parts. You've got Untitled Art. You've got all these other guys in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Equal parts. You know those guys well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I didn't. I didn't know them on a personal level until uh, about a year ago when we started the build out. And uh, my partner Chris, uh, um, he got to know uh, uh, Matt over there. And, um, we just started going over there a lot and buying a lot of their lager beer during the build out. And yeah, I mean, uh, uh, uh they're fantastic. Uh, uh, I, uh, really like the, uh, really like the spot and team. And, um, so yeah, they're there's, really good guys there's a there. rumor going around that they have, they have said that they will not get into a hot tub. Really? That Is they it? would, they would be willing to do the podcast if we approach them about a dry land episode. Why? Why? I don't but, know. I mean, I don't know. Take your shirt off sometimes. It's not a big deal. I, see, that's what I'm you thinking. Know? There, there are people. Okay, so hey, so we're doing that for the holidays. Misfit. So you know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There's no shame. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. This is a sexy time. Yeah, this is good for you. I we, specifically got in here because the the sexy. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, thank you, sir. Sure. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. For those who can't see this, we're actually all naked. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 have uh we we've done speedos in the middle of uh. Eleven Below's tap room. Really? Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Who told us about that? Yeah, yeah. It's uh. Well, well uh, if you're down, we'll tell you next time. All right, next um, time. Yeah. So we we pulled the truck up. First time I didn't get in the speedo. It was Jake and, and Jeff. They were speedos. And next time I showed up in a speedo, and I was the only one in the speedo. <laughs> but I didn't give a fuck. We had a great. It's time. like showing up. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's a costume party. Show up, and then just like it's you, like oh, you show up correct, I'm the correct. only one. Yeah, <laughs> the family friendly brewery over there. I, <laughs> I showed up as a middle aged man with a dad bod, and everybody else had shorts on. Um, <coughs> it was still a good time. Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know why they, but but there have been other people okay that have All been right. kind of like intimidated by the the format, right? So uh, Juan over at Misfit, 
Oh. Didn't want to get in. He just wanted to do a dry land episode. Then we're doing a dry land episode halfway through. He's like, we should have gotten the hot tub. Because it was hot that day, and that's when we were bringing the truck around, and it's cold and not in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, oh, don't get me wrong. If it, was, if it was 40 degrees outside, I would, I would prefer the, the dry land stuff, but it's a beautiful day, and the hot tub's great. Oh, so, so. So, uh, but oh, I love yeah. the hot tub when it's cold outside. I'm a wimp when it comes to cold. Are you? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of a shame, too. Like, uh, uh, I, should have, uh, I should have a little bit of tolerance, right? But I'm a Houstonian and, and also a brewer, and therefore, like, my body's much more comfortable with heat. If it's cold outside, I'm I am the biggest wuss I've ever met. I think so. I'm sure so, there's bigger out there, but I haven't met them. So did both y'all grow up in the Houston area? Yeah, I did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I grew up uh, West End. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then moved out to Katy. My well, I didn't move. My family moved, and I had to join because that's where I lived. Yeah. But I uh, moved out to Katy in my uh, 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 teenage years. Is that same area or no? Uh, well, I kind of. Moved around a lot, but mostly Monchos area. Okay, like, once like middle school, elementary school. So you you've been there. you've been in the city yeah, since yeah. since the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say this. Um, um, you know, nothing against nothing against the burbs, obviously, but uh, it's like learning the city of Houston when like moving back after college, uh, um, and like being an adult, learning the city of, like actually like the city of Houston, like going to you know places and restaurants and bars and things so you can go where you actually have money. Uh, uh, man, it was a, uh, it was, it, it was kind of the first time I feel, really feel like, like I learned uh, a little bit about the city, and it's, it's, uh, it's a great one. So it is, it is a great one. I think you know, me and my wife both grew up in, uh, I, I wouldn't say super small towns, but smaller towns. So like I did most of my growing up in Huntsville. Graduated high school in Conroe. She grew up in Bryan, and so we're not used to being this close. And you know, careers and whatever and kids and life kind of brought us closer and closer and closer to the point where we are now but that being said both of us have kind of latched onto this we love going in and yeah. brewery hopping and going and finding bars and bar hopping and just kind of enjoying what the city has to offer oh, yeah and then sneaking back to the burbs yeah 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 it's it, it, it's kind of a neat setup and, and houston lends itself to that oh yeah. H- yeah yeah houston's kind of a neat city to be able to go and do really whatever the fuck you want and, oh, and yeah. enjoy it oh yeah my wife and i we, we live at Fairbanks and 290, so it's like it's not too hard to get in. Uh, no, that's an get, easy spot. Yeah, you, know. you can get the heights really quick. You can uh, get downtown in 20 minutes or less, and yeah, it's nice. So you mentioned the fest beer was it, it was something that you enjoy brewing that you wanted to brew. So mm-hmm. you're like, didn't matter what time of year, we're gonna get it done. Right. So what what drew you to the style? What uh, what do you like about this style? Have you ever been to Oktoberfest? I have not. It's a great time. Is it really? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Last time I went, uh, I uh, uh, we actually had tickets to. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's called the Umbruches and Zelt. Uh, that tent. sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah. I tried to do the accent. Um, and uh, yeah, the Umbruches and Zelt tent, and it was like a really beautiful uh, uh, tent, kind of like laid out, uh, really nice, like relatively tame. Several hundred people, obviously, and I, I say tame, but I do have recollection of if you actually get drunk at Octoberfest. I mean, like really kind of turned. Uh, um, security is, they do not mess around. Uh, you have, you have giant German men. I'm assuming they're German. They could be some from somewhere else, but, uh, they you are, you are in Munich. So I'm assuming they're German. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they just take you right out of there if you, uh, if you get, if you get too drunk, but it was, uh, and then, um, it continues, it starts off like just a nice festival. And then you go off, there's a bunch of like roller coaster rides and all this, uh, uh things around like you would, uh, at the rodeo. Right. And then at nighttime, they do cover bands uh, of like '80s music and stuff, and then really? they have air guitars. 
and everyone and like and everyone uh, uh, everyone just from countries all over the world uh, 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 intensely party it is a fantastic time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so and so that's so going to actual Oktoberfest is where you found your love for this beer. I mean, yeah, this is the first time I think I had a, a real fest beer was was there because again I was saying I was used to the Marison style here and fest beer in, in my opinion not only it uh, what I like about it especially for the city of Houston is it's it's way less malt forward uh, it, it's got this like just like uh, uh, it, it, instead of being like really rich it's it's um, malt forward like nutty but not not overpowering when it comes to malt and then uh, uh, I just balance this with the combination of like middle fruit and sauce hops and uh, um, it's a also higher ABV, so this one's like 5.8 percent, mm-hmm. uh, which traditional German beers a little on the lower side, but they brew it to party, and that's what I wanted to do. Hell yeah, yeah dude! Hey, so, are you satisfied with what you got? Yes, yes, very much so. Especially because I only had one shot at it, and uh, I didn't do a test batch; just figured it would work. And, uh, um, and uh, yeah, after after some lagering time, this beer came out great. So. All right, Zach. Is there an Oktoberfest planned for uh, next October Man, for for uh, Bad I Astronaut? I would really like to. Um, we're gonna we're, we're we're talking about it. Um, but I kind of like the late to the party theme that we have going. Yeah, the reason yeah. I like the late to the party theme is because like when you're supposed to be drinking this beer is okay. So if you're uh, uh, they start Oktoberfest in late September in Germany. When the weather is a little yeah. cooler, mm-hmm. it's nice, right? Uh, um, um, uh, fall is actually setting in. Well, we're in Houston where we have uh, um, uh, two and a half seasons. Where, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just like either hot all the time. Even in January when yeah. it's 70 degrees right now. Yeah, you well, know we already I mean? had our three days of winter. And, and, and then you have, yeah. and then you have yeah. three days of winter. And then another three days winter, and then everyone gets scared. And Don't like, forget about February. Winter. And then yeah, yeah. Then, then ice on the roads, and everything yeah. shuts down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, like um, uh, we have very brief fall season and like very brief amount of time. But it usually comes around November for us, and that's yeah. kind of like the perfect weather to be drinking this beer. That and, is the time to drink this yeah. slightly maltier beer. Yeah. So know? when when uh, um, when the breweries are releasing in August, when still. 100 degrees, it's one of those things of, eh, I mean, I'm not craving it yet. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. It's kind I of like a, it. Everybody's doing it wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a, it, it, it's kind of like a stout, uh, uh, right, where it's like, uh, well, or, or just heavier, heavier dark beers in general. You kind of crave them a little bit more when it's cold outside. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what this beer is for me when it comes to, like, fall weather. But we don't get fall weather until November. Correct. So... So maybe a November fest. Well, that's why. Well, apparently that's taken. But uh, is it really? Yeah. Who took that? I have to look it up. I just knew it was taken. That's why we just stuck with fest beer in general. Okay. Like no month on it. Just, no month, just yeah. fest beer. Yeah. I, and I dig it. This is. I'm going to be real honest. It's, it's it's one of my favorite styles, and it's it's one of those styles that I always go back to when when we, me and my wife, I, we got married early, right? So a lot of our adventures in alcohol we we took together, and so. That that first adventure alpha of macro beer started with Hefeweizens, just because oh, there's yeah. so much different yeah. flavor, oh, yeah. right? That that goes there. So it's such a complete turnaround from what you had been drinking with a Bud Light, a Keystone Light, things like that. Because I'll confess, we we did go Keystone early on in the marriage just because there's no money and we still wanted to drink beer. Um, there's no shame in that. Oh, there's oh, yeah. there's yeah. date nights where 
we had a 99 cent deal. It was 99 cent quart of Miller High Life on the corner, and okay. that was date night. We'd go out there, we'd, we'd get a dollar seven, yeah, so we could cover tax to come back and drink, split a split a quarter of Miller High Life. <laughs> but when we started doing this, we started going into Hefeweizens, and then we found these Oktoberfests and these maltier beers, Ambers, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, th- we love those type of beers, and those those are always been something that we've always come back to. Uh, this is a great example of one. I really enjoy it. Um, as I think where I, we see in the market is those beers sometimes have a little bit heavier of a mouthfeel than I would like. Mm-hmm. This one has a lighter mouthfeel. It feels light. It drinks light. It doesn't, you know, I, I say light, but you still have like a 5.8, 5.9, you said? 5.8, yeah. on, on this one, which is still pretty heavy for an Oktoberfest, correct me if I'm wrong. No, but, no, no, no. I mean, that's, uh, um, uh, if you look at the style, especially of like Fest beer, it's, uh, that's actually the lowest ABV. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because, again, the, 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 the style itself is made to uh, 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 to be like that kind of party beer, so they yeah. they they up the ABV on purpose. So yeah, this actually as low as I could go, but still be but within, still be in the uh, in the category. Still, still be within the category. That's yeah. pretty cool, dude. Yeah, and the reason for that is just so you can have more. You know, it, well, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> drink that heavy. Yeah, to me at all. Like it, it oh, is. Oh, it's clean. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super clean, super crystal clear. You've done a great job of of clarifying this beer, and man, I'm enjoying it. Thank you. The, the the hot profile on it is is perfect as well. I, I think like to me because I don't want I don't want to drink an Oktoberfest that tastes like a Czech lager. Yeah. Right. I don't no, yeah, I don't want I, that hot bite on it. I well I, I actually use a, uh, I, I I did use some sauce in it, but I use a combination of sauce and middle fruit. So right. just like a, um, a nice blend, also thrown at like uh, multiple stages, but uh, uh, throughout the brew. But yeah. It's uh, uh, middle fruit kind of gives that like a beautiful spicy note. Kind of helps balance out the the uh, maltiness and stuff. And so yeah, um, and then Saz is, is a great hop. I plan on brewing the Czech Lager in uh, uh, for March, oh. and uh, uh, that's going to be a, uh, I think killer. So I love a Czech Lager. Oh yeah, I love a Czech Lager. But in an Oktoberfest or a fest beer, mm. I like the malt forward. Yeah, it, which which it should be. Yeah. This is a great example of that. Oh, thank you. I, I, that, yeah, I really like. I'm going to be real honest. This is my favorite one so far. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really digging this beer. I could sit here on a day like this, when it's seventy something degrees outside, and I'm sitting in the ninety five degree hot tub. Yeah, is there a little more over there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We got a, uh, an yes. unopened can. We'll open another can. Yeah, this this is one of those ones that I could keep drinking all afternoon. Um, you know, on our zero to four rating scale, this one to me. Here, I'm going to pour some more. Yeah. I'm going to go on this one. I, I'm going to go 3.9. Oh, wow. Nice. You want some more? Oh, yeah, like sure. It. Of course. I, I'm going to go 3.9 on this beer. I, I enjoy this beer. This is one that I would come back to. This is one that I would. Uh, there, there are some beers in my house where we buy that I really enjoy uh, that I have to hide. Yeah. Uh, because if I don't hide them, then they disappear. My wife will drink them while I'm huh. at a track meet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be one of those ones that I would have to hide because th- this is going to be one of those beers that kind of spans those gamuts. Like everybody loves this beer. Like this yeah. is this is, this one would disappear. Oh wow! That, yeah. yeah, that means the world to me. Thank yeah. you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. man. So what do you think, Zach? So zero to four marketability on a fest beer that's late to the party. <laughs> For the marketability, it's been well. I mean, I wouldn't say a challenge, but I mean, I think I'm. I think we're right. 
Yeah. But I don't know if Houston agrees, you know, yeah. but, but whatever. I mean, I don't care. I think this is the time to drink this beer, mm. and I think it's a great beer. And again, this is the beer that's in my fridge right now, you yeah. know? Like, this is the beer I want to drink. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a maltier beer fan, you know? Like, I, you know, I keep asking them for multi beers all the time. Like, you know, this is a fantastic beer. I love this beer. Um, I would put it up there. I want to go 3.9 because, again, I don't want to get to his head too much, but probably 3.8. <laughs> yeah. What about me just screams that I'm not humbled already? You I know just, what I you mean? Know, we got <laughs> to keep you hungry, man. Like, oh, that's true. You know? Yeah. Gotta be, uh, if, we, if we're like, oh, your beer's perfect all the time, then I'm already it's, too, fool- it's too early. Is it like know? I'm already foolish? You got to keep me hungry? After 20 years, we can start to be like, oh, your beer's fantastic. <laughs> like, can't go wrong. You know? Oh, yeah. But it'll keep you working hard. Oh, no. I mean, I, well, that's that's a question, right? Like, uh, uh, when it comes to the... the Judging yourself, you I guess you always assume you can do better, right? Like, obviously, there's yeah. never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but when it comes to certain style, or when it comes to certain styles, like, what is, how do you, how do you quantify the pinnacle of, uh, of what is, like, the best, right? And you can only do that by drinking other people's stuff yeah. and finding something better, I yeah. think. Because otherwise, like, you, I can say all day long my beer's perfect or my beer sucks, but, like, how am I quantifying it? So, um, yeah, when it comes to me on this one, I know I uh, uh, I can only go back to uh, uh, two things. One is like other fest beers I've had, um, which uh, I put mine up there, but it's still in the three range. And then what my initial reaction was when I first tasted it out of the Bright Tank. So um, when I first tasted it out of the Bright Tank, I was very pleased with it, but I did have notes. So I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna bring this down to uh, three five. Because, oh, wow. uh, uh, well, I, uh, which, again, I, I, I did this, uh, you know, just uh, one batch, and um, I'm very happy with it. But uh, um, I think I can, I, I think I make subtle improvements to bring it up to uh, um, that 3-8 that three range or 3-9 range here uh, uh, by next year. So, yeah, I, um, just, just by my own. That's by my own standard. But if everyone else loves it, then I'm wrong. So. No, well, I, I, th- I think it's a great beer. I think this is one that I would, I would put up against, uh, like, Klaus has been one that we've gone and sat and really enjoyed their they, – they've done a good job with those traditional German beers yeah. and have enjoyed the beers that they put out. Um, we had a great time with them. We, we sat on Jones Road in the back of a pickup truck and drank German beers. And, and their, their Oktoberfest – I thought was one of the best ones that I've ever had. I would put this one up against it. Uh, and, and like, I, I think that this is some of the best fest beer in the Houston area. Oh, by far. So yeah, yeah. And of course, cool. my, my scope of knowledge is limited to the Houston area. Let's be fair. Oh yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just amateur guys in a, in a, <laughs> in a hot tub. We, we've, I, some of the, we, we talk shit. We pretend to know what we're talking about. And we, we have somewhat of a sense of what we're talking about, but this is, this is fun for us. Well, the thing is, that doesn't matter, right? Like, because if, um, you know, uh, when I'm brewing beer, it's not just for all the beer experts out in the world, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's for anyone who enjoys drinking beer. So your, your, whatever your per- perception of it is, is, is correct, right? If you're drinking and you're going, I'm not having a good time, well, then that's, that, that's your, your perception. Well, is. if they're drinking this and they're not having a good time, well, they, they're wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's yeah, I'm gonna but, say it out loud. But yeah, it's uh, I, uh, it's one of those things I, I try to when it, when it comes to uh, uh, talking about beer and and really like, well, what's like a bad style? It's like, well, there's uh, I can It's hard to say if there's a bad style, right? 
if uh, um, I've got I've got definitely some where I think um, they're over the top, they're ridiculous. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're drinking a beer and you're having a good time, like that's the beer you should be drinking. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. I don't know that Jake would agree. And so when we come back from the break, <laughs> I want to talk to you about beers that may be a bad time. Oh yeah. And does an imperial porter actually exist oh, when we come question. back? Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So here we are. This is another tap room exclusive, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we have a fruited ale. Yeah. Dub, dub so because we weren't sure what direction to actually call it. But yeah, simply put, a fruited ale with peaches and apricots. Swifty Session. Swifty, uh, Swifty Session, yeah. Tell me about the name. Uh, the name, uh, well, the name Swifty was a, um, 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 another cease and desist uh, attempt uh, by Rick and Morty team. Uh, Rick and Morty's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rick and Morty's a uh, um, somewhat popular cartoon of a genius scientist um, who uh, takes his grandson on adventures around the universe. Um, if you're not familiar with it, uh, well, I'm not here to advertise them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great. Um, and there was this very famous episode called Schwifty, uh, 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 or Get Schwifty, essentially. And um, uh, we thought of the art concept of, um, uh, generally speaking, the um, in the episode, a bunch of uh, alien heads show up uh, on uh, planet Earth and go, show me what you got. And uh, uh, we uh, invented this idea of the astronaut recreating uh, uh, recreating that session uh, and called it uh, Swifty Session um, uh, to illuminate that it's the it's our, it's our session ale, which is uh, to mean it's lower ABV, fruity, accessible. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So we're sitting at four point eight. Mm-hmm. Um, base beer just base just beer a, is just a combination of um, uh, two row, um, uh, a little Munich malt for color, a little wheat, and um, uh, uh, and then I actually like uh, threw in a bunch of uh, puree, uh, pre fermentation, uh, uh, apricots and peaches. Um, uh, uh, I threw that into the fermenter and then knocked that into it. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, add a little cane sugar for a touch of body, but to really like dry it out. It, that's that's one of the things I was going to mention for 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 a fruited ale. It, it doesn't finish very sweet. No, it, yeah, it's it's, it's it's a very dry beer, which which I well, appreciate. Yeah, the uh, well the the sugars from the fruit were actually fermented off. I used a Cavic um, Lutra, uh, which is a um, a very neutral Cavic uh, 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 strand, and uh, does really well with like fruited stuff because it can. It's really tolerant when it comes to like any kind of pH level and stuff like that. So, um, and, and and really, you can underpitch this stuff all day, and it and it like works beautifully. So, so okay, so that's that's part of that Kavik that became popular because you can mm-hmm. kind of ferment at really whatever fucking temperature you wanted, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can ferment at uh, um, like ninety degrees Fahrenheit, thirty degrees Celsius, and it works great. So, uh, uh, yeah, I decided to play with it. Um, uh, I've Read, read, I read up on Lutra um, for years now. Never actually got the chance to use it, so I decided to play. And 
uh, came out with this, and I'm actually pretty happy with it. So you mentioned on on the on the cover, you're trying to recreate a scene from Rick and Morty, and 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 I'll bring this back to uh, the, to, to Zach. I know you're into marketing, right? Mm-hmm. The the can art is is this something that you have a play in or? Uh, so these actually were kind of already in the works before I came on, but yeah, moving forward, I'll, I we will. Um, but it's it's collective effort, you know. Rocky has a lot to do with the coffee and the naming and stuff like that. And then, you know, we do have a process where we do kind of, I guess, work backwards from what the bad astronaut's doing, you know. Yeah. And, and we gotta go back to his uh, story earlier, where the bad astronaut's kind of just, just doing whatever he can to get out of work, right? So you know, so the session he's he's DJing and uh, you know, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know they they're DJing and uh, you know just trying to get all astronauting, you know. Yeah, again, like a uh, uh, yeah. create a create a character that just uh, uh, like I said, you when you're asked when you're asking your kid, oh, well, what do you want? Uh, what are you going to be when you grow up? And it's like, oh, I'll be an astronaut. Well, imagine getting there and realizing it's it's a job like everything else. And yeah. You just go. Well, you know what I'd rather be doing. So imagine. Uh, so all the can labels are kind of designed in this realm of you are an astronaut but you're daydreaming about doing whatever you want so so you've reached the pinnacle of of whatever your dreams are and then yeah. you realize yeah. Uh, yeah i mean i think it's maybe i want to fuck off I, a little yeah. bit i mean i think it's kind of synonymous with brewing in a sense right uh, okay because um well like i talk to so many people who go uh, like you must have the best job you just like drink all day and stuff and i don't correct them i just go yep you're right and <laughs> I'm not proving my point here because this is exactly what I'm, I'm sitting in a hot tub and I'm drinking. This is fantastic. But uh, uh, believe it or not, there's, hey, uh, uh, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into uh, um, this, this line of work. And a- anyone who thinks they would like to be a professional brewer and then like actually gets into it, they get educated very quick on the fact that just like everything else, there's it's, it's got its it's got its uh, a ton of positives and it's got its negatives too. It's very sweaty. You got to be yeah. willing to be broke for a while and oh yeah, and work really hard. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, and so I thought it'd be really funny to create th- that character right of the astronaut mm-hmm. who's uh, of the similar boats. Where obviously, when it comes to becoming an astronaut, there's a fair amount of prestige. You have to be an expert in uh, uh, in your field, you have to uh, uh, work countless hours and stuff like that, and then you get to that point, come one, and go. I'd rather be doing something else. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, just imagine uh, every single can. I imagine like, what is the astronaut daydreaming about yeah. today? Well, and, and I mentioned that, but just because the the, the can art is it, is interesting, and, and we've talked about this as well on the podcast, right? Is is there's a certain amount of craft beer to where, or a certain aspect of craft beer to where I've got to put some can art on there in order to market it mm-hmm. because I've got to be the one that stands out in that cooler. Yeah. Because if I go and I look at a cooler yeah. and, you know, pick your spot, sure. there's going to be a bunch of different crazy-ass labels in there right. that are yep. going to want to pull you off. Um, and these are these are really well-crafted labels. They're kind of fun to look at. Hey, are there any Easter eggs? Like, I'm looking at Parade Crasher, and I'm looking at it. it to me, it looks like Buffalo Bio in the background with no no is that wrong no that is completely wrong okay uh, uh, <laughs> what is that in the background uh, 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 stout collective's uh, interpretation of munich germany i think but uh, ah. uh yeah like the city there's a clock tower and stuff like that and then uh 
Um, uh, but yeah, like uh, the Easter eggs are kind of like the uh, um, the, uh, the little uh, the fact that the party's over and there's little there's hats and trash everywhere and stuff like that. And yet the astronaut is showing up still at the end with the um, uh, I forget the name of the like German long horses and stuff, which is very traditional in the uh, 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 the fest parades. And so it's just the astronaut showing up at the end of the party. But no, no Buffalo Bayou references whatsoever. No Buffalo Bayou references? Are there any Houston centric references in there that, that people look for? Not, not in this one. If you look at Cloud Punch, um, um, which is uh, our, uh, our Pilsner, it's a jet flying through a cloud. And if you look in the subtle background, it's the entire Houston skyline uh, and stuff like that. And each one of them, there's tiny little Easter eggs. Uh, uh, but um, again, it's more fun to discover than me just point them out right now. So. No, oh, absolutely. It's like those. Uh, go back to Lone Star, the bottle caps. Yeah, you know, sitting yeah. there figuring out the bottle caps. I know Eleven Below has some like Easter eggs in there. You got different brewers' faces in the pop time, citrus mm-hmm. time, and all that stuff. But that's that's part of the fun of the whole scene, right? It's not only what you're drinking; it's what you're looking at. It's the whole experience. Yeah. So who who does design those then? Oh, it's a company called Stout Collective. Um, um, they're actually. Uh, um, same company that works with Equal Parts, as a matter of fact. And uh, um, uh, we, we looked, we reviewed kind of like their artwork and stuff. And uh, um, they have, uh, of all their clients, none of their artwork really seems to be the same or like of a similar fashion. So, which is a good sign. It means they're a talented team. They can work with whatever kind of your vision is, right? Okay. Uh, but they're also professional. Uh, we learned early on. Um, that we are not um, artists uh, in the sense of, in the traditional sense of painting or uh, graphic designers or anything of that sort, right? And so this team just listened to what we had to say and ideas, and I think what they presented was beautiful. And then we actually got the labels, and there were the metallic labels with this kind of gloss over them. And honestly, I was kind of in love with the labels when I saw them, a um, bunch of those... Uh, uh, um, smiley face with hearts in the eyes emojis, right? Was kind of my original yeah. reaction. Yeah, of just I think they're gorgeous. So as 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 you're starting out, you know, the, these these labels. You tell me as a marketer, right? That's mm-hmm. easy to market if you've got good can art, yeah. right? To to get that out in the marketplace. What has been some of the key components to starting off with a bang, both marketing and brewing? Um. <clears throat> Well, I mean, the the beer really speaks for itself. I mean, and the, yeah, obviously the the can art's great, um, but again, like uh, you know, we do I think stand on a shelf, but you know, we're not we're not trying to compete with shelf space with everybody else. Um, we are ultimately trying to drive go back to the tap room. I mean, it's just you know, yeah, it's we have a that's that's what our highlight is. We have a fantastic tap room, and, mm-hmm. and we're we're trying to you know showcase that with you know, alongside our fantastic beer, you know? And, I mean, label art, this is, I mean, this is just fun for us, you know? That's and, cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. making the stories is, I mean, is fun. And, yeah, that's know? that's that's kind of pure entertainment, right? Of, yeah. Uh, uh, just making up the story, like coming up with the beer names and stuff, it's actually, well, in, in, especially in today's world <laughs> where there's, uh, 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 think, th- think of any kind of name, think you're clever of some reference and stuff like that, and it's taken. Right, so yeah. you just have to, you have to adapt and um, get kind of creative with it when it comes to the wordplay, uh, and then also then create a story behind that. Right, of what are we painting here? So, yeah. um, it's but honestly, like while it is a little time consuming, it is a lot of fun. And then if it comes to life with the, uh, through a you know 
uh, uh, town of graphic designers, and then you just get to put it on a can and give it to people. Like, it's it's fun. You know, it's a it's a great time. Yeah. I can't say as a brewer, the quality of the beer. I'd say marketing is um, uh, uh, of equal importance to to brewing because, um, you know, you can make world class stuff, but it doesn't matter if no one hears it's about no one, it, yeah, right? Absolutely. Uh, um, and so. It's kind of a beautiful balance of marketing gets them there and the quality uh, quality of the beer keeps them there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it brings them back. So, but it does, but not, but yeah, uh, uh, marketing's the first fifty yards, right? And mm-hmm. then and then uh, to get the red zone is the quality of the beer. So, well, and that's kind of cool too. Is I, I like the fact that uh, you're set up as a brew pub. You said so. You have yeah. guest taps on there. Yeah. So if I go to Bad Astronaut, it's not just Bad Astronaut that's in front of me. No. It may be bad astronaut that brings you back again, right? But but I can go in and and I can use equal parts that somebody knows equal parts. Hey, listen, I got equal parts on. You know, if you don't like any of our beers, you can try theirs. Yeah. And then now I try the whole bad astronaut. Now I found a new beer. That's kind of a neat concept. But we don't see that a lot in the Houston area. Is that just a? Is it something that y'all planned on in the beginning, or something that you yes. fell into, or no, 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 very much so, uh, uh, very, very, very much so. So, um, for a number of reasons. So you have um, the guest taps on, uh, uh, which is great to uh, um, uh, support other breweries and stuff like that. But how, but also um, uh, a lot of the styles we have are styles that I, I don't have time or tank capacity or something to brew. So if you do, uh, uh, when it comes to well. When it comes to wine and cider, obviously I'm not doing that. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's a nice little thing. But um, then um, we've got something like True Anomaly on right now, uh, uh, one of their sours, and then um, uh, their Little Giant, which is like a Saison, mm-hmm. which, you know, if I were to take time to brew that, which is definitely in the works, but again, got to think about tank capacity and, and managing, like, the actual beers going out in the market uh, uh, versus also, like, playing with the fun stuff at the brewery. So... Uh, um, what True Anomaly does is they, they have these fantastic products, right? And uh, I don't have time to brew those styles. So if you're coming to brewing, you're like, I really like Saison's or I really like this style of sour. Well, here you go. We got that option. I really like a Hefeweizen. There we go. We got Paradigm. I really, you know, um, it, it allows for us to appease the customer without also, like, sacrificing anything when it comes to our tank capacity on the business. So, yeah. Uh, it, and plus, it supports our friends, so it's nice. Yeah. So, you're, you're mentioning that you're, you're, you're bringing in Saisons, you're bringing in Hefeweizens from Paradigm, from True Anomaly, uh, both great breweries, breweries in the area, right? So, if you had, but you mentioned that you don't have the time to brew that Saison. If, if there's one dream style that you have that you could shut down everything and brew right now to put out with the Bad Astronaut label, what would it be? Oh man, that's a tough question. Um, a dream style that uh, I've really been thinking about. I mean, oh, that's uh, what I'm excited about. What's that? That's what I'm excited about. What are you excited about? It's the two we have planned. Oh, oh. So yeah, I mean, uh, um, uh, next week I've got it on the schedule to do a pale ale and a and a, a more like intense IPA. Yeah. Um, Super West Coasty, just big hops. Yeah, know. yeah. Just uh, uh, it's not even like the style like I tend to, to lean towards or drink, but I just go, okay, who wants me to brew that style? And everyone raises their hand, and I go, okay, I'm yeah. gonna brew it then. Yeah. Um. So, uh, um. Yeah. Uh. When it comes to my dream style, 
honestly, uh, if I would if I were to go one route, it'd probably be. Uh, and this isn't a world where it actually sells, but like a beautiful Belgian quad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I I I I really appreciate that style. Um, again, though, it's it, that would be like what do you, as a style of like what would I want to drink? That's just like a nice sipper, a little higher ABV and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, uh, how well is it gonna? I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. I've been. Do we have time for it now? No, but like, um, um, what are the major styles of that? Like the the, the Saint Bernardus, the West Veteran, the you know, like all the big names. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are kind of beautiful beers. Like yeah, uh, estuary, nice. yeah. uh, 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 dark, rich, uh, uh, medium to full bodied. I mean, winter times are great time for that. Yeah, it's like the only time I actually go out and reach for those beers. Mm-hmm. Like just getting like a Delirium Noel or like a Saint Bernardus. Like yeah. You know. I'd probably be like a, on my system. I'd probably be like a four-hour runoff, but I'd still do it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, those are like I don't know. There's a the market for Belgian beers is not huge in the Houston area, but it's right. there, and they're they're great beers. Yeah. Right. Oh, and fantastic. I think oh, I think yeah. uh, I can't think of anybody in the Houston area that consistently produces a Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even talking about how good or how bad they are. Um, the only ones that I know. Uh, that are produced Belgian beers consistently would be Cellus, just yeah. because their roots are well, in Belgium. Yeah, but um, I can't. We can't get all their stuff over here right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's distributor problems. Huh. You get specs probably. I, I I think there's some in specs. I think the last time we talked to them, we were only getting white over here. Oh really? For a little while. Um, I think I still have a can of the 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 Cherry Creek hidden in my fridge somewhere um but it's hard to get over here just because of they had issues with distributors and everything was going great and then it wasn't going great again so in 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 my little journey at one point like uh i have a buddy of mine who actually started this show with me so jake jake wasn't the original co-host uh there's a guy uh carlos rodriguez was the original co-host so carlos at the time was a rep for sellus and that's how I found Thistle. He mm-hmm. was like, all right, dude, we're doing this uh, sell us beer dinner over at Thistle. You need to get your ass up here. Like, it's really good. Like, I know you live there. So we go up there, and then, of course, like, I, I was like the guy on the couch uh, at Thistle. Like, I, I went in for the beer dinner and then just kind of never left. Um, but, you know, I, I was always going back in, and then I'd work there during the summers. Um, but I enjoyed their beers, and it was huge over here for a little while. Then they had issues with funding. And they really haven't ever come back. Mm-hmm. So finding those Belgian beers, if if you brewed one, Rocky, I'd drink it. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate it. You have, <laughs> you have, you have much more confidence in in my ability to uh, uh, brew a perfect representation of that style, you know, than than I do. I mean, they're uh, uh, the the well the yeast. It's not only like the body of the beer, but the yeast itself can be finicky, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, uh, when it's when it's done right, it's glorious. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's it is tough. It's not many American brewers that'll take it off. I, I you, know? you know what? It's like uh, uh, I've had a few representations that I thought were fantastic, but uh, uh, not to get into names. But it's one of those things of um, I've I've actually struggled throughout my entire career when it comes to nailing that style down. So uh, it'd be cool though. It'd be cool if I did. Well, the, you know the brewery that refuses to give us a cease and desist, Boulevard. 
yeah. Uh, produces make, some so a, nice a really good, nice Belgian yeah. quad. Yeah. Uh, bourbon, bourbon barrel aged Belgian quad. That's, that's yeah, but special. they add bourbon. You know, it's cheat code. It uh. is. It is a cheat code. <laughs> It's cheat code. Uh, so Boulevard is cheating on beer. Give us a cease and desist. You know. <laughs> Bastards. Um, <laughs> so, and, you know, and I'll transition back to this beer. So this is a, a, a fruited ale. Um, I guess we've had a couple of, you got peach and apricot in here. Yeah. Which I enjoy in beers. I, I enjoy peach in beers. Th- yeah. This is one of those ones where we've had new Braunfels when they were still alive, having blondine with peach. Um We've had the Cellus Peach in the hot tub. Uh, both phenomenal beers with peach. I love the way that it highlights this beer. This one has a really nice balance between the beer and the fruit. I don't, I don't think one overpowers the other. You could tell that the base beer in here is, is a nice beer. Okay. Uh, it, it would be like, to me, if, if I'm imagining picking this apart and pulling the fruit out of it, there's like a nice little clean, light ale underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, it's, like it's a combination of two row, a little light Munich, some, uh, um, um, some flaked wheat. Uh, the Kavikis is pretty neutral, but it's like it ferments great. And then uh, the uh, f- uh, fruit itself, yeah, just a uh, 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 puree of peaches and apricots, but like fermented down. And then, uh, then I do filter this one, so it comes out like crystal clear. Well, the the, the Kavik yeast, the, the ones that I've had of it, like it, I'm going to be real honest, this is the best Kavik beer that I've had. And the reason being is I, I think a lot of those people are leaving that Kavik yeast in suspension. Mm-hmm. And so every Kavik yeast beer that I've had, how many times am I going to say Kavik in the next uh, 10 seconds? But it, it shenanigans. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> one more time, Farva. <laughs> uh, it, it, I get a mouthful of Kavik yeast. This one I don't. It's nice and clean. You're getting the beer that that yeast produced instead yeah. of a mouthful of that beer. Yeah, and then, or yeast. Uh, I, I just balance it out with a little bit of a, like Zephyr hops and uh, I think Zephyr and then uh, a touch of Sapro. Yeah, and then that was it. Nice. So I'll, I'll go ahead and rate this beer. Like on the nose, you, you're getting that peach and apricot on the nose, uh, but it's it, it's super mellow. It's not. It's not offensive. It doesn't fill up my nose. It just got just just a light little taste of it, which really describes the whole beer in, in general. <coughs> Every single flavor in there to me feels really delicate. Um, this one to me, this is going to be my second favorite of the crew. Uh, this is going to be your taproom exclusives are on fire, dude. Uh, they, they 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 really are. Um, I, I like what you're doing there. To me, this is. I, I'm going to go I, I, three eight. Two on this beer, I, I really Thank enjoy so it. Much. This is something that I'd come back to. This, to me, is a summer poolside beer. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. I, I could, I could sit here and I could crush a twelve pack of this beer sitting by the pool and I mean, not yeah. feel a bit guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the entire point of it too. So yeah, yeah. oh, I absolutely love it. Oh. And how is it marketing this this beer? A zero to four scale marketing of fruit beer in the Houston area. Um, from a marketing standpoint, it's. Uh, it's not without its challenges. Um, I think when everybody sees like a fruited ale, they're thinking like, "Oh, it's gonna taste like peach candy," you know, just because yeah. that's just where beer is right now. Yeah, and like, it, I mean, it's not really, I don't know, our fault. I guess that's just kind of where a lot of these crazy breweries are. Yeah, um, and that's not. But, ev- that's not everybody though. No, yeah, it's, it's not. Everybody. I, I, I do. I do get the customers you're talking about. But I th- yeah. yeah, I think this is a fantastic beer. Um, again, it's not like really my. Like forte, but like it's just it's it is really nice. I'm glad it's more uh, balanced with the beer and the fruit. Um, right. It's it's a great beer overall. Um, I'd probably give it a three five. 
So I'm actually, this one I'm going to rank higher than any of the other ones. I'm going to give it a 3.9. Nice. And uh, here's why. Okay. Uh, I, I, this beer has everything I actually set out for it to be. Uh, I, and I'm sure there's room for improvement. I don't know what, though. It's, okay. Uh, 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 I don't know exactly what it's missing. I'm still trying to, like, figure that out. Because uh, um, it, uh, it's, not, it's not obvious. I'm just, it, it's exactly what I want it to be. So as far as a beer standpoint goes and how this went and my overall expectation, it's as good as I can imagine. But I'm sure, I'm sure I could probably do something to make it a little bit better. But I don't know what it is yet. Is it, is it selling well in the tap room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, it's, it's surprising. The tap rooms, uh, and, you'll, and you'll taste our next one too, uh, 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 it's, it's very fun to hear people surprised when it comes to the styles. Like what, to Zach's point earlier, of some people go in and expect it to be like peach candy, but other people go, wow, that's so much more balanced than I uh, was thinking it was going to be or something like that. That's cool. And uh, you'll get to, we'll get to that when we, it comes to our next beer too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say uh, this again. <laughs> uh, but uh but you know and that's a great reaction i hear like when it comes to any of our styles right when it goes i normally don't i don't i normally don't drink the style but i really like this one i love hearing that because it's like that's the point it, uh, i i brew beer for you to drink <laughs> so oh yeah uh, uh uh yeah and again when it comes to this style why i'm giving it a three nine um uh um simply because i it's exactly what i meant it to be so uh, i accept I'm sure it can be better. I just don't know how yet. Nice. I love that. I love it. Absolutely love it, man. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm enjoying this. This it's, is absolutely great. This is a great beer to drink in the mid-70s on a January. Yeah. In a hot tub. Oh, fuck you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. It's, it's a crusher. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. crusher. Because, it, and I'm getting away from the mic, but it, like, and, and I'm going to go too far with this probably, but it, it just, it, it's not a sugar bomb. No. Yeah. No, it's a beer. Yeah. It's a beer with a little bit of fruit accent on it that yeah. highlights the beer that's underneath. It's beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back with some badass or not dessert. Nice. Welcome back. Badass or not dessert. So we're going Monster Beast Theater. Yeah. Okay. So this is a big name. Thank you. Yeah. So as as I'm pouring this, <laughs> as I'm pouring this, Rocky, tell me what I'm pouring. All right. So what you're drinking is what we've dubbed a cookie ale, uh, and I'm actually hoping to turn this into a series to turn into uh, um, uh, uh, multiple cookies, uh, 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 depending, and then just changing the colors of the label and stuff. Because uh, I think it's fun. It's kind of like a, a, an ode to the sweeter beers that are coming out nowadays. But if, if you look at it right now, it's crystal clear, six point four percent, not. Not overly crazy. Um, and then just uh, uh, smelling it, you should get elements of uh, caramel, chocolate, and toasted coconut uh, based off the, uh, sm- the uh, uh, Caramel Delight or Samoa-style uh, uh, cookie. I love Girl the smell of this beer. I, what? I love the smell of this beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a, yeah that's, that is my favorite Girl Scout cookie. That is mine, too. In fact, I think it's Texas's best seller, if I'm not mistaken. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, um, and that's bit via a, a, a Google search the, the uh, yeah so um so yeah it's uh but it's also like my favorite uh, my wife hides them whenever she buys them um which you know it's a point of contention but it's fine uh <laughs> but yeah uh uh i love just the i love the combination of those flavors and so just i just see 
uh, what happens here, and I'm actually really happy with how this came out. So we also have this one on Nitro at the brewery, and it's oh really? It's uh, as the kids say, straight fire. So straight fire yeah. out the Nitro tap. Oh yeah. Th- this is okay. So I'm gonna be real honest. I was I was expecting like something dark. Yeah. And thick. Uh, this came out a little bit. is is a little bit of a mindfuck as it comes out, right? You're welcome. Because uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, it is. It's it's like this super dark, rich, caramel copper color. Yeah. Uh, but it is a brilliant beer. Like it's 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 bright. Right. It, it it's it's clean. You you can see straight through this beer. Um, this is one of those. So your beers. You, you talk about you filtered them. They, they're coming out bright. They're coming out clean. They're coming out appealing to the eye. Yeah. Uh, by design, or is this just something oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, by design. I mean, um, I, make, I make beer for one purpose, and that's for, for you know, people to drink and enjoy a multitude of them. I have a philosophy when it comes to, like, uh, 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 any, well, within the ABV range of, you know, reasonable ABV range, if you... I, I try to make a beer where anyone can enjoy, if it's like your style, anyone can enjoy six of them in okay. a sitting, you know. So you're buying six back and you're having like an entire evening of it, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to drink six of them. I want you to be able to enjoy it that night, you know. Not not have to share it with like ten friends. I just want you to drink it and go, yep, I'm going to have another one. It, this one... I, this is this is not at all what I was expecting. I'm going to be completely honest. Yep. Like, yep. I was thinking this dark sugar bomb. Yep. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go back to what I was saying earlier, man. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no you got you to explain this to everybody because, again, we're in the state of a lot of beer is right now. Everybody's like, cookie beer. Like, it's got to taste exactly like the cookie. It's going to be over the top, over sweet, whatever. Right. Yeah, they expect this cookies is, in the mash. This is nice. Yeah. I mean, this does taste like that. Like, tastes like the caramel delight, but, like, yeah. but not punchy in the face of that. But it's just a nice... Well balanced yeah. beer. That's still tastes like beer. Yeah, you know? it's a body that ends in the. It's, yeah. it's a body that ends in threes and like upper play doh and stuff. So a little mm-hmm. bit of like a, a higher medium body, but um, again, so sessionable, brilliantly clear. Um, as you as you described <laughs> earlier, like dark, rich copper, uh, um, and uh, yeah. No, it's um, attractive beer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to take her home. The beer. Yeah. 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 The, to be the really beer, honest. The beer yeah. thanks you. I see her from across the room. I'm giving her the eye. Yeah, like she's 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 pretty, dude. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, um, this one was very actually really surprising to me when uh, 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 so I made this one and I knew like I knew what I wanted out of this one and then uh, what was surprising though was watching like Zach and Chris like pull tap taps from it like right after right after we taps on the wall because mm-hmm. they're kind of like they typically go for the IPA and stuff and. Just like yeah, this is actually in the spot. So, uh, yeah, it it is. It, it's 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 light body. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was still perfect timing though, because like it was just starting to get a little chilly. Yeah, out in, in, in Houston, and, like I mean, this mm-hmm. is the perfect time for it. No, yeah, it's not super thick at all. Yeah. What's um, the base beer on? Just so I I think I think we kind of classified it almost like a if I were to if I were to classify a total like base beer without any of the spices and stuff, it's kind of close to a brown ale but i also i did put some flaked oats in it for mouthfeel and a little okay. softness um uh, i put crystal 120 in for color i put uh, uh uh chocolate wheat uh um in for like kind of like these uh excellent chocolate notes and then um toasted coconut uh and uh and then like a touch of like touch of vanilla extract for the um uh for like a nice kicker and mm-hmm. it's you know it came out really nice 
it, it, it is it, it's kind of cool like I'm, I'm I'm stuck on this beer because it's, it's just it, it really has uh, it's not at all as I, what I was expecting and I'm enjoying it yeah um, well again that's why it's like nice to have it at, at the tap room right like I'm not sure how this wouldn't would do it on the market but tap room we give free samples of any of anything that you want to yeah. try right so the minute you give it to someone and because if they're curious at all you just go here's a free taste and then they have and they go oh wow and yeah, they buy yeah. it. So that's the that that's kind of why like these taproom exclusives are a lot of fun for us too. Because again, markability standpoint, like uh, uh, I'm sure if, if if Zach really broke it down, it'd be like, well, it's kind of difficult to. But like the minute you get it in front yeah. of people and get it, in, it get them to taste it, certainly a lot easier. Like I mean, if you're H E B, right, and you're yeah. you're browsing through the the cold box, you know, you saw a cookie ale. Like I mean. You might buy it, but you might be like, "Oh man, I'm not in the mood for cookie ale right now." Cause yeah. Who's in the mood for cookie? Ale? I don't know, but like, you put it in front of somebody, they're gonna be like, "Oh fuck, this is awesome," you know? And that's the benefit of really driving things back to the tap room. Like, so okay, so let me ask it. you that question: you you get uh-huh. this you get this following in the tap room with this cookie ale, yeah. right? And you got a customer that says, "Like, listen, I live out in Kima, mm-hmm. and I want my local tap room to carry this." Is that a possibility? Uh, well, yes and no. Like, um, uh, so we've gotten uh, so whenever you have, whenever you have to sell a keg out in the market, you have to get um, collar approval, keg collar approval, okay. essentially. And uh, we actually do have it for this beer, but um, didn't make enough of it to really like justify selling it out into the market. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things of this is this is like a almost almost like a. Uh, a very large scale test batch, and we're seeing how it does before like deciding how much to brew of it in the future. Right? Okay. So, uh, yes, I mean we can. When it comes to any of our, I, I Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, but keg collar is a lot easier than like can label approval, right? It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, we are so brand new that you know everything's on the table. You know, we if the guy in Cuba wants it two years from now, that's it's a possibility. You know, we just don't know yet. Yeah, you know, I and mean, yeah, we're 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 literally collecting all the data right now and still figuring yeah. figuring out what's the best course of action, right? Right. When it comes to all of our stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, like I said, I've only been brewing since August, and that was primarily the core four up until just a couple months ago. And, okay. And got these three that we brought, and then got three new styles coming out uh, here. I've got two in the bright tank right now, and the Dunkel uh, uh, that I'm gonna um, uh, filter later this week and cake up. So. You know, we're 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 still just kind of like seeing seeing who's buying what and seeing seeing what we enjoy doing. So yeah, this this beer almost comes off to me like a like a lightly sweetened Bach. It, it's got that that well, that yeah, kind of crisp malty flavor of it. Yeah, I use our house ale yeast when it comes to the fermentation. Okay, and then uh, um, like I said, it's just like a, a combination of the uh, the oats. Uh, and then um, um, some caramel and chocolate malt for like both color and flavor, and then um, toasted coconut and a little vanilla extract. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. So as as we're sipping on this, tell me from both your perspectives, what's next for Bad Astronaut? Where are we going from here? Like, what do we see in the future as far as beer, as far as distribution, as far as expansion goes? So. Um, uh, again, like TBD, when it comes to a lot of this stuff, right? Nothing, nothing I'm about to say is gospel, as in it, uh, it's all guaranteed. But 
have a good idea of beers to come out. Um, we did mention the pale ale and the um, uh, 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 the uh, m- little more intense IPA um, coming out uh, um, here by like late February because I'm trying to brew it next week. Um, and then uh, uh, more uh, Swifty Session series. Like uh, I've got one that's kind of like Sugar Plum inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and that's going to be like uh, available to go winter series. We've got a uh, 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 nice sour coming out. Um, uh, dark, like kind of uh, sour, inspired by uh, one of like Russian rivers beers and stuff. I tried to like just make a little clone of it. Okay. Uh, in the fall, we've got an Irish red coming out. Uh, we've got uh, um, uh, we've got a uh, lemon blueberry uh, Schwifty session series. Um, some cool. more some more cookie beers. Uh, got that Czech lager I was talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Mexican lager coming out shortly after that. Um, followed by a passion fruit guava Schwifty uh, session series, and then um, uh, and then I'm thinking either like a wheat ale or a hefeweizen. I'm not sure yet. Um, uh, just really depends on what I want to do, and and see what happens. But uh, and then yeah, and then uh, um, down the road we're also going to uh, I, I want to experiment with um, a cocktail series. Okay. Uh, where it's it's uh, just kind of like simple uh, um, malt beverage mixed with stuff that we make at the brewery and stuff like that. So, yeah. That shouldn't be overlooked is, is our uh, hooch. Yeah. I, um, call it, uh, I call it old uh, Rockwell's Prison Hooch. Yeah. But, uh, so um, we're working on uh, kind of a higher Prepare ABV. to be wooed. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on like a higher ABV. Uh, what he said, Rocky's prison hooch. <laughs> uh, but, but we're we're gonna work. We're everything's still in the works. We can't tell you too much. But you know, we're working with some uh, cool local cocktail purveyors to basically make these like badass, like you know, cocktails. Um, yeah, there's air it's, quotes it's, that. It's, but, it's still it's still yeah. just a fermented um, beverage, but it's cocktail esque. You know, what what yeah. Texas yeah, yeah. would let us do? We can't do spirits, obviously. So well, I'm guessing um, in the same no, yeah, spirit as was it uh, Saint Arnold still. did that old Manhattan beer. I don't know that one actually. Uh, I have not had that they, one. They 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 did a beer that was that was really it came out it tasted like a carbonated version of an old Manhattan. Oh okay. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So I'm thinking kind of like is is am I hitting the right along spot the, along the same vein? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, but it's more <laughs> but more of a base. Yeah. And then we play with it at the at the yeah. Brewery and we'll stuff, we'll so. do kind of more seasonal stuff with that. So you know mm-hmm. I mean like just for example like. That season's around the corner. Might do a hurricane-ish thing, or you know, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing yeah. stuff out there. It's not anything. Oh, and then on the, so we can't you know, hold you to it. No, on, don't hold me. To <laughs> that's on, and that's on the beer realm. I'm like also, eight beers deep at this point. Don't but, hold me. To but it. also on the uh, on the non-alcoholic realm, uh, I have uh, several hot water recipes that I want to yeah. uh, um, come out with. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, for whatever reason, sometimes people come brewing, they can't drink whatsoever, and I'm, that's okay. Yeah, and so. Uh, uh, you know, hot water, I don't know if you've had any kind of commercial examples of it, but um, there's some fantastic products out there. And so we want to bring that to the table, too. Yeah. Uh, um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and I want to make it, you know, bangerang, honestly. I just like yeah. want, to, want to make uh, uh, the, the best one in the market if I can. So yeah. and I uh, got some recipes already in the works, so we'll see. So that's a, that's a, that's a, 
you know, y'all got tons of stuff on the horizon. I, mm-hmm. I love that, right? Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. So, but you've got these four beers that you're actively putting out into the market that you right. can see on tap outside of the tap room. You can see in the can outside the tap room. So, is there plans to put more than just those four core out there, or will those four core remain and then you have to come to the tap room for everything else? So, right now we're just collecting data, right? Like, so, for instance, if one of those four beers is is for whatever reason, not going to make it. It's like, well, we can like put in a substitute. If the market demands that we have six beers out there, well, do we have the capacity? Do we have uh, 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 um, uh, the the labor capabilities? You know, the, all these are questions for the future. And so, no, the uh, uh, short answer is no, we do not have plans yet. But right now we are kind of building the idea what to do uh, based on based on demand. So, okay. yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, right now it's just going to be the core four, at least for another six months, uh, and then and then by then we should actually have like a game plan of like seeing what we should have some real data of seeing what's because uh, none of this hit the market until September of this year, so we're uh, 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 we'll 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 know we'll know what to do by uh, a year from there. So yeah, okay, nice man, nice. Anything anything personally that you two are looking for? Any of these pet projects that stands out to you that you're just fired up about you can't wait to get to uh for me personally i'm just i'm working on some like really badass events at the brewery um, yeah we have some cool stuff that we're working on i don't want to say too much yet but you know once we get rolling you'll just you know keep checking back on social media and we'll keep you updated uh we are also working on pizza right now nice um, super yeah. excited about that I, I don't want to say too much until we solidified anything, but like, but we're we're gonna have some really badass pizza coming out of yeah, uh, I think so too. And, oh, yeah. I mean, and again, so far it's the best pizza I've ever had. Um, nice. But we're still working on some some stuff. Yeah, we're still experimenting, so to speak. So as of right now, if you go to the tap room, there's no kitchen in the tap room. Do y'all have food trucks sitting out there? No, we we got, can offer you pizza. No, we can offer pizza ah. from, a, from a pop up, but yeah. we're trying to work on ah, more. Okay. Trying to work on a more uh, uh, permanent deal. Yeah, so Understood. yeah, but do come by and try it. It's it's amazing. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. The bolognese. Oh yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Again, you'll have to stop by to, to learn more, but it's well. I, I, it's, I, I tell you, what, really I, like I'm, I'm definitely gonna. This is. Tell. This is part of the fun of hot tub beers. Hey, if, 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 if you're listening, you've, you've probably heard the neighbor's kids playing. Uh, the dogs are talking to each other through the backyard. Yeah. We're in the suburbs. It smelled yeah. like popcorn earlier. It was great. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's a little bit of everything back here. The matriarch of the family is... Uh, she is. She's letting everybody know she's still here. She's, she's defending the podcast. She's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the yard is kind of... With that freeze... That used to be a banana grove right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it freezes, and so then we take down the banana trees. They'll, they'll as soon as it warms up again, they'll start growing back like normal. Oh, um, yeah. We we do have a hot tub beer coming out. I don't know when it's going to come out. So Jonathan Shannon over at Patience, I gave him a batch of the bananas from the backyard. So he's got backyard banana tree beer nice. uh, that is resting on miracle berries right now. Uh, Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, are those the uh, same as, like, golden berries? Like, uh... I don't know. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm completely Miracleberry ignorant. Mar- okay. Nobody yeah, yeah. Knows. So the the only thing that I know is Jake has told me that they're supposed to like flip your taste buds, like sour taste sweet and stuff like that. So oh, those, oh, those, those. are those. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember. I, I remember reading about. about those like three years ago, and I was like, this sounds trippy as hell. I yes. want to experience this. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll have to when we get some bottles of it, Do we'll have that. to come and hang out. I haven't seen them. Really? No, no, no. Yeah, this no, is a complete I've mystery. Seen, I had some crazy drink in Vegas once that <laughs> did that. Hey. I don't know. It was it a miracle big drink? I don't know what it's called. Seth, it was... you're breaking the golden rule right now. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, fe- it felt like my face was melting. It was that, those were called shrooms. Uh, yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> it was? It was shroom beer. I don't remember about that. If there's a the beer, Zach. It wasn't the beer. It wasn't the beer. <laughs> so I will say this cookie beer was a welcome surprise. I, oh, I wasn't sure what, what was going to come out of it. Like I was in my head. I, of course, this is a taproom only deal, and I only looked at it. I did not read the fine print. But it's not out in the market. I'm, I was expecting like this a pastry stout. This is not at all a pastry stout. This is this is a, like a really nice, almost kind of coppery ale with these hints of vanilla, these hints of chocolate, these hints of caramel on there that that make it uh, the, the coconut as well that make it really good beer. If I put my nose to it, the the first thing I'm getting is almost toasted coconut with a little yeah. bit of chocolate on it, yep. and it, it it pulls me in. If if you're uh, like it brings you back to those days when. The Girl Scouts come into the house, and, and I'm going to buy that, that you know, four or five boxes of Samoas, throw them in the freezer, oh, yeah. and chew on them when you get home from school. Well, the Caramel Delight's a very important cookie to me, so I was like, I need to nail this, you know. Oh, that's a must-have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great beer. If, if, if I'm going to rate this beer, um, which I'm going to, um, the, the zero to four, oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my head right now because I... I in your head. No. Keep going. No, <laughs> it was. It, it, it's. It's not what I expected. I, I'm going to go higher than I was because I was prejudging this beer. I'm going to be really honest. That's fair. Um, I, I'm going to go higher. Over bias. Three, three, seven, nine on this beer. Wow. I, I, right. I, I enjoy it. This is something right. that, like, I, I'm not into super sweet, but this isn't super sweet. It's just a highlight of something that that brings you back. It gives you just enough of a taste. Mm-hmm. To where I want to order that second pint. Right now, I don't know if I would spend all night drinking cookie beer. No, no. Well, it's a uh, uh, for this one though. It's like I I, uh, I try to play with the balance where it's like not a confectionery like amount of sweetness. Right. It's just like it's it, it, it's it's sweet. It's exactly what you're ordering. But in reality, like four to six oh. should not like it. It should be uh, uh, you should be able to drink it if if it's what's hitting your particular craving. You know, yeah. so uh, again, like I said, my philosophy is I try to make yeah. beer that people can have six of. So never, I, I never try to go too intense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it feels like a beer I could end the night with without going over the top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Definitely. It, it, it really is. But reminder, it is 6'4. So uh, yeah. six, six of them, you'll feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you're still yeah. going to be stumbling a little bit. No, that's perfect. I mean, it should be a little higher to be for a. Uh... Yeah. You know, dessert. Yeah, well, but it's not. We're it's not calling it dessert. But it's, but it's, but it's, but it's know, not it's, nine. You know what no, I mean? No. It's, uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna ruin your life. No, <laughs> it's, it's totally reasonable. It's, from, from a marketing aspect, is this easy to get into people's hands in a tap room? Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, it's been a big hit. You know, and it's, it definitely surprised uh, a lot of people. Again, going back to what I was 
said earlier about but a lot of people's expectations and what a cookie ale might mean these days. Yeah. You know, but it is a really drinkable beer. And, you know, most cookie, uh, most like pastry shops with that, you only have, you know, 10 ounces of one, that's it. I mean, if you're drinking lots or of those, four ounces, you yeah. have diabetes or something. Yeah. You know, like, this is, this is nice. Because I could have two pints of this and be, you know... And yeah, that, that, well, this on nitro too is like yeah. this, this one. My when my dad comes to brewery, he, it's it's yeah. like he 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 orders four yeah. of these on nitro. Yes, mm-hmm. no, I think it's a, it's a fantastic beer. It's well executed. Um, you know, again, like you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, I love my brown ales, and this is not quite a brown ale, but it's no, uh, you yeah. know, it, but you know, it's, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid base beer with uh, yeah. uh, with extra stuff added. Yeah, but this is up my alley. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I like it. Yeah, you know? that's cool. And I mean, I, I'm putting this at a three, three six five. Yeah. You know? I, well, man, from your perspective, it's like one of those things of, I'd almost put it lower because again, you have to, you have to kind of just have people go, yeah, no, just try it, and then once they do, oh, it's yeah. like, oh yeah. Yo, like, it's it's a weird thing to explain to people. I mean, yeah. what what is a cookie ale? Well, that's right? why I try, I no stop, one has any base. I for stop, it. I I just explain I, I explain the concept. I go try it and yeah. just give them a sample. And that's it. Oh, and yeah. then that's when they go. It wins oh, everybody over, yeah. And yeah, it's nice. So, <laughs> Except uh, that one so guy. I guess, yeah, 365, because what I just described isn't that hard, actually. Yeah. You just go try it. Um, yeah, and as far as um, uh, brewing it, uh, um, I'll give this one a 3.8. Again, very, very, very close to exactly what I was imagining in my head. Yeah. Um, uh, um, could it be a little sweeter, maybe? Like, Sure, but like honestly, I kind of like where it is right now. But it's one of those things of, of uh, uh, I'd let the market decide. But was this exactly what I was imagining? Uh, pretty damn close. So I'll yeah. give it a three eight. So all right, just a hint, a teaser towards the future, the next cookie. Ooh, uh, no, I actually not decided that to be uh, perfectly honest with you, because there. I don't know if you know this about cookies. There's like at least a dozen options out there. At least <laughs> and. Uh, 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 so what to do next? I don't know, but I do know that, uh, uh, cookies are great. So, uh, just, uh, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Guys, I want to say thank you for, for coming down to, uh, to the suburbs, sitting in the hot tub with me, drinking beer with me, enjoying it. Um, this is huge. I absolutely love having you guys out here. Uh, I love drinking the beer. Thanks for bringing some taproom exclusives. Oh, that's, of course. that's badass. Uh, and, and, and I hope somebody listens. I hope they get their ass in your taproom and go drink these beers. Um, it, it's pretty cool. Um, Really enjoyed uh, the session today, man. Thanks, thanks for for bringing all that out, guys. If you if you liked what you hear, make sure that you're getting this to all your family and friends. Make sure that you're telling them to get their ass out to Bad Astronaut and drink some good beer. Uh, make sure that you're telling them to find us on the Insta Web. Right? You can find us on Instagram. You can click the link in our bio. You can find the link to any podcatcher that you listen to, be it iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Now, all those guys are losers, and they rate on a 5.0 scale. So. Go ahead. You're going to have to rate us at a 5.0. You're not going to be able to get to the 4.0 on those. So you're going to have to go above and get to the 5.0. But go ahead and do it. Don't be a coward. Rate us at a 5.0. There's also a link on the web, on the Instagram uh, bio to support us financially. If you'd like to keep the hot tub warm, you can do it for as little as 99 cents a month for as much as $264 a month. And you can do that. It, it, it's, your, it's your option. Uh, keep us out of the red. Keep us producing great content for you. Keep us drinking good beer. And until next time, guys, enjoy your hot tub beers. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
slip on into the water Hot tub beers Amber's ales and lagers Take one down, pass it around We're tasting micro-brews from Texas towns Stouts, pilsners, boxing weeks Having hot tub beers, just my friends and 